0: The following is another KKPR Sports presentation. Power 99 Sports presents high school football.
1: Riley is going to follow him to the right, then comes back over the center and dives forward for a short game. The ball is loose. There's a fumble on the play, and Loomis has it. Loomis has covered the football. Coming off the pile is Aiden Lovett. The break that Loomis was looking for.
0: Tonight, it's a Fort Kearney conference battle from Axtell as the Wildcats welcome in the Loomis Wolves. High School Football and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club.
1: Second and goal at the 19. Keyshaw drops back, has plenty of time. Down the left sideline. There's the pick. Aaron Skaggs at the 2. Up to the 5 to the 10. And then they gang tackle him at the 11-yard line.
0: Axel picked up their first win of the season last week after losing to three undefeated teams. Loomis is on the flip side, having won three straight against teams that have yet to win a game. It's the Wolves and the Wildcats coming up next. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Axel with Power 99 Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids.
2: And good evening, everyone.
1: Welcome to Axtell for Friday Night Football here on Power 99 and com With our producer engineer, Nick Grimes, I'm Doug duter ready to bring you tonight's FKC contest, district contest which is pretty important to both of these ball clubs between Loomis and Axtell. One of those situations, and we've got two or three of them actually in the area in the state tonight. In fact, on ESPN 1460, Carney High and Columbus are playing this evening in kind of a similar situation. Carney 0-3, and they've missed two games because of COVID, but the three teams that they've played all ranked in the top seven. And for Columbus, outside of that mini-surprise opening night against uh Scott's Bluff, they're 4-1, and one, but the teams that they have beaten the last three times are still looking for wins. Tonight, you have got sort of the same situation here at Axtell. The Wildcats, we heard them earlier this year on the Breeze 94.5. Well, why don't we just start against two of the top five teams in the class, Kennesaw and Pleasanton, with a first-year head coach and trying to get things going. Didn't work out so well, even though when they put the, some of the subs in for Pleasanton in Week 2, they got their uh, offense rolling here at Axtell. They're 1-4. They beat Brady last week, and they put 58 points on the board, and they're getting a little bit healthier, especially along the line, according to Coach Ryan Ambrose, who we will hear from here in a little bit. But the four teams that have beaten Nextel come into this week with a combined record of 17-2. and two. Three of those are undefeated, Kennesaw, Pleasanton, and Medicine Valley, and one of Ansley Litchfield's losses is to Pleasanton, and they are 3-2 and two coming into the week. When you take a look at Loomis, they are 4-1. and one. But the four teams they have beaten, a combined record of 1-19. and So we'll find out tonight if these teams are as even as we believe that they are. And there's a couple of chances down the road here for Axtell to possibly get a win here today. Maybe run the table because the two teams that were left, Maywood Hayes Center and Overton, played this afternoon. And Overton gets their first win of the season and keeps Maywood Hayes Center. Over 29 to eight, the final score for Overton. So those are the final two games for Axtell. For unless they get a win here, then they would play for the district championship next week against Medicine Valley on the road, who was undefeated on the season and then finish up with Brady at home as we look forward to some football playoffs, not that far. Down the road already here into week six. As we said, Columbus Carney just getting underway on ESPN 1460 on ESPN 1550. It is Adams Central, the number one team in C1, taking on a Central City that's right outside the top ten at three and two. And Hastings High is at York on 12:30 a.m. KHAS. Again, all of our games are also available online. PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Carney Hastings or Carney Holdridge Lexington and Lincoln. Also tonight in the area, we have Kearney Catholic at home. They're taking on Broken Bow. And for Hastings, St. Cecilia, they're at Donovan Trumbull. All of the Grand Island schools are in action. And you can follow along with our scoreboard live and updated throughout the evening, PlatRiverPreps.com. Bring your phone, your iPad, whatever it is that you have, and go to PlatRiverPreps.com, And you can follow along with us to keep up on tonight's scores from around the area. Gonna be busy next week. We're getting close to uh, conference tournament time in volleyball. Centennial Conference next week's the Fort Carney and the Lou Platte Conference tournament. Of course, uh, Loomis has been uh, off to a good start and then picked up a win last night. So Axtell also looking really good with their volleyball team and the FKC volleyball squads are. Really pretty good with a lot of winning records and real good 14-15 win teams already at this part in the season. And then also next week, you've got Sub-District Softball and Girls' District Golf right around the corner from Boys State Tennis and, of course, Cross Country. And Axtell, congratulations to their boys. They went up Monday and won the UNK Invitational up at the Kearney Country Club. So a lot of athletes. How will they pan out here on the football field. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99. When we come back, we'll hear from the coaches. Dennis Reese of Loomis in his 39th year. Conversely, Ryan Ambrose of Axtell in his first year. Keep it here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. And we're back on the Hogemeyer Hybrid's pregame show for our FKC battle tonight between Loomis and Axtell. And longtime Loomis coach Dennis Reese joins us here on the pregame to talk about their football team off to a 4-1 and one start and uh, trying to make some noise here in the district. And, Coach, uh, after last year you had a lot of kids coming back, probably pretty pleased with where you're at right now. What do you think about uh, your team halfway through the season?
4: I think our kids are playing hard and and they execute well together and they just do a great job as a team.
1: You've been able to obviously put some points on the board and we won't sugarcoat it. Some of the teams are not the strongest that you've played and and we'll get into that. How much of it is what you're doing offensively and, and maybe how much of it is the improvement you've made here the last couple of weeks?
4: Well, I think to some degree our execution has been pretty good. And granted, I mean, the teams we've played haven't been the best. Extel will be one of the better ones, I think, that we'll see for this season. But I think that uh, our linemen have done a really good job, and they've improved a lot.
1: Well, Aiden, Lovett, it. It seems like this, that's one of those kids that's been playing for you for six or seven years. He's finally a senior, uh, able to do some things on both sides of the ball. Uh, talk about what you've seen from him so far this year.
4: I think Aiden, probably the biggest improvement he's made is in leadership he's got the kids working together and he does the best he can do and if he has something he did wrong he'll admit it to the kids and they just move forward from there
1: you haven't thrown the ball much probably because of uh, the necessity of the game Uh, would you expect that maybe you're going to get the ball in the air a little bit more over the next two weeks or are you satisfied with the way you're running the ball
4: Oh, I'm satisfied with the way we're running the ball, but I think we're probably going to need to throw the ball just a little bit to get the defenses to back off of us a little bit at the line of scrimmage.
1: Talk with Dennis Reese. He's the head football coach of the four and one Loomis Wolves. Coach, uh, anything that you had to tweak coming into this season, whether it was personnel or maybe the shortened summer because of the COVID, anything that you had to do different this year?
4: Well, there's some big changes we had to make. The first one was a quarterback. We were planning on Shea Swanson playing quarterback, and then he had ankle surgery in August and is out for the season. And so, Aiden Levitt has had to step in and do a really good job for us. I and mean, you know, I can't be any prouder of him.
1: Anything else from a, from a scheme-wise? That you, kind of going back to what we're talking about, passing and running the ball—is that is that part of the situation, or have you done some other things?
4: Well, I think we've made a few other changes. One of the changes is we uh, took Carson Orcutt off of an end and put him in the backfield. He's got good speed, so he's kind of a breakaway threat for us. Plus, he's got decent size, so he can do some blocking there, too. The one loss, obviously, to always tough Kennesaw. What do you think
1: the team learned or you learned about your team coming back after that and putting these three wins together?
4: You know, I think one of the things we found out is we can play with those teams. I mean, granted, they... One, I think 44 to nothing but they were used to getting big runs and big plays and coach schnitzler even said after the game you know we didn't have those we had to settle for our five six maybe a 10 yarder here and there and so I thought their kids played tough and they found out they could stick in there
1: how important it's always important to win and it's always nice to win that first game but uh, you definitely had a dogfight on opening night with Blue Hill winning the game, setting the table, maybe confidence-wise for this team?
4: You know, we felt like we almost shot ourselves in the foot because we were up by 16 points with a minute and a half to go in the game, and then they ended up getting a couple of passes in and scored some points, and they executed well. Um, Then they fumbled their first play in overtime, and we scored our first play in overtime. So, you know, that was a game where we were happy to get the win, but we were a little disappointed with the way it finished.
1: We're talking with Loomis football coach Dennis Reese. They get ready for Axtell. What are you seeing defensively, Coach, from your team here, especially the last couple of weeks Is you've gotten the big leads, but even when you put in some of the backups, you're able to do a good job here of holding teams off the scoreboard?
4: I feel like our defensive line has really come along, and uh, Jackson Lobby at linebacker is really playing well for us. He makes really good reads and does some outstanding tackling.
1: Tell me what you see from uh, Axtell. They're kind of on the flip side of things. They've played a bunch of undefeated teams and, and finally gotten the win column. Of course, they got a new coach, so that means maybe they're doing some different things as well. But what do you see from the Wildcats?
4: Well, I think they execute pretty well on offense. I mean, they've got two really good backs there, and I think they're going to keep trying to challenge us and doing some things with them. I also know they have a really good receiver, and so they're going to try and throw the ball some too. And They'll be balanced. Uh, defensively they've changed it up a little bit and went from a 3-3 to what looks like they're playing a 3-4 most of the time now and so their kids are gaining confidence and like you said they've played some really good teams and we can't take them lightly they're a good team
1: they look like they're fairly big uh, along that line and not that you're not but uh, what do you think about what that matchup will be like most of those kids play both
4: ways you know, it's kind of uh, having watched some video. I really am not quite sure how to take their linemen because they change them around some, and it's kind of hard to get a good read on them. But they look like they're pretty solid people.
1: And, and Dennis, what about practice this week? You're kind of heading into the home stretch here with a couple of big games that uh, could set you up for maybe even a district championship. Well, what's it been like in practice for your squad?
4: Our kids have a good confidence, and they. Practice hard and work together, and talk about things they need to work out. And so our scheming and stuff, I think, is really good. I, I think the kids have got it great at it right now, and, and it's a situation where we need to get some wins. This is a pretty big win for us if we can get by Axtell And the thing we're looking at, and you've already mentioned this, is we've got a schedule that's kind of a flip flop of the one we had last year, because last year. I think going into the week seven, we had played six first-division teams, and now this year we've got about four teams that haven't won a game. And so that's going to hurt our schedule a little bit as far as our power rating.
1: Well, you got a lot of seniors, and it's always good to have uh, some experience on this football team. And as you said, with Shea going out, uh, maybe able to move them around, have they all accepted their new roles like you had hoped?
4: I think they've done a great job, and the leadership we've gotten from all of them is just outstanding. And the younger guys have responded to it really well. And it's one of those things that they teach the younger kids what they know, and that really helps it, makes it better for us.
1: Dennis, always great chatting with you. We're looking to a good football game tonight. And as always, wish the Wolves the best of luck. Thank you very much. That is Dennis Reese, the head coach of the Loomis Wolves, and we'll be back to preview Axtell with Coach Ryan Ambrose right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99.
5: Carney for a free estimate.
1: And welcome back to the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99. A chance to see the Axtell Wildcats as they take on the Loomis Wolves and Ryan Ambrose is back as uh, the head coach of this football team that is uh, getting healthy and starting to play a little bit better and maybe that's where we start. Coach uh, pretty impressive performance last week.
6: Yeah, I was really happy with our guys' offensive output. We finally got some guys back especially two linemen. We actually had Joe Frentz was out for a while with an MCL strain, and he moved to guard for us on Monday, and he played excellent. And then Brock LeClaire, he pulled his hamstring in the Pleasanton game, and he's finally getting back to normal, and he played, and he played well. So we sured up some things on offense, scored a lot of points. A couple of broken coverages early in the game, but we fixed that. And then from the second quarter on, we only gave up 14 points, so I was pretty happy with that after that. So.
1: When you take over any program at any level, you want to get that first win out of the way. What was it like here uh, over the first month? Because as we know, uh, kind of flip from Loomis, uh, almost everybody you played so far is state rated.
6: Yeah, I mean we have a brutal schedule, and you know we try to talk to them about how big of an opportunity that is and stuff. But it didn't feel good to finally get that win. You know, I think we looked at it. Our combined record against the teams we've lost is something like now they're seventeen and two combined or something like that and uh, you know that's that's good but uh, you know if you want to you know we want to be better you got to play good competition and just we've had a lot of we've had a tough road but we're looking forward to now that our district schedule going forward i think we have some good winnable games and hopefully tonight's one of them
1: ryan what did you do with this shortened summer i mean uh, all the times is when you have a change you don't want to lose any of your camps or your practices uh, how long and what could you do to implement what you wanted to implement
6: you know it started with our leadership our guys really wanted to they wanted to have football every day and do things like that and you know there's rules against that so you can't do that but (laughs) they did get together they had an offensive playbook and on their own they were running through things and doing things on their own so I think twice a week they were doing stuff like that which was great and our biggest thing was we just have to get them in shape and ready for the season so as soon as we were open on June 1st we had them all in small groups and we were getting him in there four days a week, and that was the biggest thing for us. And then we treated our camp week uh, the week before conditioning so we could install a bunch of stuff. So we had some time. We got it all together. And like I said, those those older guys kind of took everybody under their wings and and started going. So we used our time effectively and tried to get them in shape and bigger as fast as we could. And, you know, like I said, our record doesn't show up, but we're a lot better team than one and four, and I think a lot of teams that we played know that going in and playing us. So. What did you find
1: uh, when you took over the program, and what did you change? I mean, change doesn't have to be because something was broken, because obviously the kids had a good year last year. Uh, What is different about the team uh, for Axtell uh, under your leadership?
6: I think the biggest thing taking these guys over is getting them to understand kind of that we're not coaching a team every year. We're coaching a program. And so Axtell football as a whole, that is the kids who are watching them when they're little, little, four and five years old, I remember going to my brother's game when I was in, like, kindergarten, yeah. and getting those kids interested and in them wanting to play in the same system when they're in high school. You know, you look at all the good programs across the state, you think Kenneth is, is kind of that, like that. I, I have a mentor from Howells, Coach Spears. You know, those those programs that have been historically good, well, what do they do? They It's a program. It's not a team. So getting them to understand that. It's not just a year-by-year basis. It can't just be one or two guys every year that show up and make a difference. It's got to be the kids that are helping you manage all the way up to the seniors. And, and that was something I think was maybe lacking a little bit. They had good leadership, but getting them to really buy into this entire program was, was the big step for us. And I think we're starting to see it now. Last Friday you saw, if, you been at, if someone would have been at the game, they would have saw a team that was picking each other up when things were good and showing them that they saw it and then if things weren't good they're holding them accountable being fierce and competitive but at the same time you know bringing them along with them so i was really happy with how our leadership kind of changed in weeks four to five here so
1: talk with axdale football coach ryan ambrose on the Hogermeyer hybrids pregame show uh there's some names on this roster that many people have known for a lot of time uh, and a long long time whether it's uh, brothers sisters cousins that's kind of the way it goes but Brennan Runge not only do you ask him to quarterback this football team but he's been doing some really good football
6: yeah so uh Brennan actually is our he has the most interceptions on our team he's forced a ton of fumbles this year too um you know his he's got a bunch of older siblings and stuff a couple of them work here in the school so does his mom I mean they've they've got a long line of athletes in the school and he can really sling the ball, but he's kind of just got that nose for the ball. He knows that we have to, an eight-man especially, turn the ball over. You know, it's a it's a different field. It's less people. So the way you have to win tough games is to get turnovers in against Pleasanton, I think he had an interception and two poor slumbles that we recovered on both of them. And, you know, he's doing a lot for us. So if we can get him to flow downhill a little bit harder and hit people a little bit harder, I'll be extremely happy.
1: Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from Loomis. Uh, as we said, uh, and we talked about it with Coach Reese, they're 4-1, and one, but the, a lot of the teams they played haven't won a game, and as we mentioned with you, you're 1-4 and, and all these undefeated teams, and as you thought, uh, this could be
6: a coin flip
1: game tonight. What do you see from them?
6: I see that, you know, they're not necessarily a big football team. I think they're very physical, very athletic. I think, you know, I got their roster. Maybe their biggest guy's about 200 pounds, so that matches up well for us. But they are loaded with athletes, guys that can run the ball, guys that can catch, you know, they're gonna be fast, they're gonna be athletic. We just have to bring it to them and show them that we're we're stronger and more physical than they are and it's exactly what you said. They they might be four and one, but looking at their wins I'm not sure the quality of opponent, but hey, they're four and one and we're four and four. So anybody looks at that, if you look at Huskerland Prep they have us as forty and a half point underdogs on Friday. And so we're really using that as fuel for the fire this week, so
1: what do you tell your team now? I mean, as we said, with all those teams that you played, you're going to have wild card points. Many people believed Medicine Valley uh, was the preseason favorite in your district, and you played them down to the wire. Do you, do you? I know it's one game at a time. Do you preach? Hey, let's finish strong. Let's get four and four. Let's get into the playoffs.
6: Exactly. We I talked to all my guys one on one before the season. We have meetings. And I asked them what their overall goal for our team is. Every single guy said, we want to make playoffs, but we also want to win our first playoff game. We're looking at power points. We're looking at all of our losses being Division One losses. And if we went out, we are exactly in the position that we all talked about in the preseason, making the playoffs, getting a decent first-round pick, and maybe winning that first game. And then, and then it's one game after another from there. Who knows what happens when there's only 16 teams left. So I think it was last year in D1 because of the 32-team playoff, something like half of the 16 teams left – after the first round, wouldn't have even made the playoffs if there was only 16 teams. Yeah. So there's teams all over the state you never know who you're going to match up with. And then after the first round, they mix it all up this year completely. So we might get a good first round pick. And then, like I said, who knows one game after the other. So I, they're they're hungry. They're ready. They're, they're not defeated at all. They know that our goals are still in front of them and we can still make that playoff push.
1: Axtell, who had a heck of a run from 2000 to 2010, would be looking for their first playoff win since 2010, and that'd be a pretty big star for the first-year coaching staff here, Ryan. So looking forward to a great football game tonight. We appreciate the chat. Best of luck. Thank you. That's Ryan Ambrose, head coach of the Axtell Wildcats, and we'll be back with a look at the starting lineups as we get ready for kickoff right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show from Max Dell. A big thank you to Athletic Director Brad Nelson and the crew here as always for their hospitality. Let's take a look at the starting lineup for tonight's contest brought to you by Five Points Bank, the Better Bank in Kearney. First off for the visiting Wolves of Loomis at center, number 25, 165-pound senior Caleb Pafford. At the guards, number 24, 200-pound senior Josh Carter. And number 90, 190-pound junior Christian Blinkow. At the ends, number 22, 155-pound senior Jackson Lobby, and number 33, sophomore Clay Meyer. In the backfield, number 7, 175-pound senior Carson Orcutt, the back, number 30, 190-pound senior Joel Abramson, and the quarterback, number 3, 160-pound senior Aiden Lovett. The head coach is Dennis Reese, assisted by Jason Maskey, Drew Bilder, and Clinton Anderson, 4-1 and one on the season. And with that, Schedule: They have picked up those four wins over the following teams, Blue Hill and Overtime, and then the last three weeks, Giltner, Overton, and Maywood Hayes center their low loss to Kedisop. For the Axtell Wildcats, they will start this way at center, number 42, 6-foot sophomore Ashton Hawkins. At the guards, number 90, 6-foot sophomore Brock LeClaire, and number 10, 5'10 senior Joseph French. Now, they'll rotate three ends. Number eight is a 6'1 junior, Quinn Bertrand. Number 21, a 5'10 senior, Hunter Riley. And their leading receiver, number 35, six-foot junior, Calvin Johnson. The fullback is number 28, 5'10 senior, Caleb Simp. The back number 2, 6'2 senior, Aaron Skaggs. And the quarterback, number 3, 5'11 junior, Brennan Runge. The head coach of the Axtell Wildcats in his first year, Ryan Ambrose. But as we talked about there in the pregame, a lot of Axtell alum are here on the assistant coaching staff, Mike Branstead, Christopher Haskarl, Eric Gustafson, and Justin Swedeberg. Axtell got their first win last week against Brady. Their losses are to Kennesaw, Pleasanton, Ansley Litchfield, and Medicine Voting lot is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. A couple things to look at. A much bigger roster for Loomis, many more seniors, just four for Axtell, but they all play, they all start. And then you take a look at the injuries brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Loomis with a couple of key players out in junior Shea Swanson and Dalton Brining. Swanson would have been the starting quarterback. He is in a boot. Uh, maybe can get him back later on this season. But that's why Aiden Lovett, who is very capable, obviously, is also taking the snaps for Loomis. So both of those kids would have started, obviously, and been a big part of this Loomis Wolf team. For Stell, a couple of youngsters in orion silvers and tiffany simp axtel has two ladies that are out for the football team Brooke slangle uh, will be suiting up tonight but there are three cents of brent and uh, sister tiffany they are twins and then caleb of course as we said is the starting fullback and that's our injury report brought to you by family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life with a location near you back with more in a moment Doug Duda back with you here on the Hogan-Meyer Hybrids pregame show. One of the things to look at tonight, the two quarterbacks, Brennan Runge, Aiden Lovett. Could they be a majority of the offense that we see tonight? Both of those guys love to run the football and are the leading rushers, one or two on their teams, as you heard us talk about Brennan Runge with Coach Ryan Ambrose. be very interesting to see how the rest of the team plays tonight. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. It will be Loomis deferring. Axtell will get the ball to start this football game in just a moment on Power 99. Security First Bank in Loomis and Overton
9: wishes all the athletes good luck. With a small-town, friendly attitude, Security First Bank treats each customer like a good neighbor. A relationship you can count on. Doing business since 1898. Member FDIC. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
10: Liskey, Liskey & Ends Law Firm in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. Feel better about your case with a skilled attorney on your side. With over 50 years of combined legal experience, our attorneys offer solid legal representation. They can represent you in many areas, estate planning, criminal, personal injury, family and business law, and civil litigation. With our firm, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Liskey, Lisky & Ends in Minden at 308 832
11: making a living making things grow is a hard life but it's a good life a lot of what you know you learned from your father then you taught it to your son now he's teaching your grandson generation to generation a legacy of making things grow that's the way it is around here we're proud to be a part of it Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company member FDIC equal housing lender
3: if you want more yield the answer is a
1: And we are back here at Axtell. Glad to have you along with us as the wolves come out in their white uniforms, black pants and green trim with green helmets. And for Axtell, they're in their purple uniforms with the black uh, pants, the silver helmets and the Wildcat logo. Uh, Last night, SEM was a winner over Wallace, 33-28. And earlier today, Overton beat Maywood Hayes Center by a score of 29-8. You can keep up on the scores at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We are ready to boot the football away and get our Friday night game going. It's going to be a squib kick. Takes a big bounce into the secondary here for Axtell. And covering it up smartly there is Calvin Johnson at the 28-yard line as it just bounced right over the top of the front line blockers there for axtel so good field position to start things off here for the wildcats they're going to mark it at the 28 yard line first down and 10 for axtel here at home as they line up in a tight eye formation double tight end no wide outs semph is the fullback And Runge turns, hands it off right side. Nothing special here for Aaron Skaggs, but he does drag Loomis Wolves out to the 35-yard line, and a gain of seven on the opening play of this football game. Mark it right at the 35 as it's on the near hash, moving from right to left. A little bit of wind here tonight. That could play a factor in the kicking game, and we will see if that uh, does indeed have a little something to do with what we see throughout the night. Second down and three. Square at the 35. Now they'll toss it wide this time. Looking for room to get to the outside is Skaggs. And he's going to have the first down as he gets to the 39-yard line. That is a gain of four. And it'll be first down and 10 at their own 39-yard line. So two runs off the right side there. Following the big men. And again, just seeing that they get their linemen back here the last couple of weeks and able to move the ball much better. And two plays and a first down here for Skaggs. Ball now on the right hash. The end on that side is Calvin Johnson. They followed him the last time around. Joseph French is the guard to the side. This time they're going to pitch play left side. And not as much success trying to bounce outside, but nowhere to go. The tackle made by Josh Carter as he gets to midfield. A gain a one. It'll be second down and nine. So Skang's right, then Skang's left trying to see what Loomis has up front here. Again, not huge. You don't have 230, 240-pound linemen, which you can see, obviously, in eight-man football, but that's not the case for the Wolves. They'll go 200, they'll go 190, and then Josh Carter's also in there at 200. And we have a problem already here for Axtell. They didn't take a whole lot of time in the huddle, but Coach Ambrose, Didn't have the right personnel in there, apparently, so Axtell will call the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 10.40 to go in the first quarter. We're just underway, scoreless.
2: Out of the
1: timeout, they're going to put Skaggs out wide to the right. They'll send him in motion, fake the jet sweep. It's a quarterback draw by Runge, and that's only going to go for a yard right on the Axtell Wildcat logo here at midfield. So that'll bring up third down and eight at the 39-yard line of Loomis. Doug Duda with you and our producer engineer Nick Grimes. Glad to have you in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. Now they'll send Skaggs out wide to the right. Remember, Johnson's their leading receiver. He's the end of the right side. And Clay Meyer looking to put pressure on him. Low snap. Dropped the ball. Picked it up. Now he's just going to try and run with it around the left end. Going to get a little bit. Stiff arm at the 35. He's drunk down short of the first down at the 33-yard line. But a good job there by Brennan Runge to get five out of that. And that will make Coach Ambrose think about what he wants to do now on fourth down. For a second, he looked up the field and the play was busted. So he just took off around the left end and bringing in the play Hunter Riley. It'll be fourth down and three yards to go. They need to get To the 30. If the ball touches the 30, they're going to have a first down. As it's on the left hash, come back to that power eye formation. They had success off right guard. So let's see if they just give it to Skaggs. Everything's been a run so far. Quarterback sneak this time, and they try to push him forward. And, boy, that's going to be close. Where the mark is right now, he doesn't have it. Where the mark is right now, he doesn't have it. They got under his hips and his back. He got turned around. He went quarterback sneak. Then all of a sudden he was leading with his back, and he didn't get it. That's a gain of two, and Loomis is able to hold, and they'll take over at their own 31-yard line. So risky running the quarterback sneak with that much yardage to go after, but a nice play by Loomis to stack him up, and the Wolves will take over at their 31-yard line. Just underway, 9.45 to go here in the first quarter, and the Wolves will get their first opportunity. And remember, they usually have a lot of speed. Now a couple of those kids, Swanson especially, has been grounded, but they line it up with the fullback as Joel Abramson and Orkut as the back. They'll give it to the fullback and right up the middle, 35-40 into Axtell territory. First down, the ball just took him down to the 36-yard line. That's a gain of 13. Abramson is a load, and you take a look at the stats for this football team. It's pretty balanced, but they like to get Lovett out to run the football. He actually leads the team with 443 yards, averaging about 7.5 yards a carry. Orkut though averages just under 10 yards of carry. Abramson still over 5.3. So one play in there already in Axdale territory at the 36. Abramson again. This time they knew what was coming. They get him low with French. They get him high with Brock LeClaire and Taron Levicki And it will be a gain of a yard. Bring up second down and nine. So they thought they'd see if they could do the exact same play two times in a row. Second time it did not work out so well. Lover runs over to the sideline, which isn't a big deal until late in the game if you got a close one, but goes over and gets the plays all the time. Coach Maskey over there talking to some of his guys. And second down and nine at the 35-yard line. Seven guys in the box. They hand it off to the big man again, and that could be what they do all night long, bringing him down LeClaire, but until he gets inside the 30 to about the 29-yard line, it's going to be a gain of six. It'll be third down and two. So Abramson, three carries for 20 yards, and they're moving the football, facing third at about two. Haven't went to the air yet. Everything's been on the ground. Axtell's gonna go to the air, but they had a low snap, and quarterback Brennan Runge had to run it around left end. They'll split the backs this time. Offset to the right, unbalanced line to the left. Quarterback sneaked that way, and coming around, Joe French wraps him up, doesn't even let him get forward. They might give him a half a yard. It'll be fourth, and we'll still say it's two. Nowhere to go for quarterback Aiden Lovett. And just what we saw for Axtell, we will now see for Loomis. A fourth and fairly short. It was fourth and three for Axtell, and it's fourth and two now for Loomis at the 28-yard line. Nose tackle is Brock LeClaire. A couple of the big guys both wearing number 90. Both the quarterbacks wearing number three tonight. And now Lovett is going to split out wide to the left. They're going to go Wildcat here with Orkut and Abramson back there. Abramson calling for the snap, takes it off the left side, looks for a block. He gets it from Orkut. He's got the first down at the 25, spun around, and he's brought down at the 21-yard line. That's a gain of seven, and uh, Levicki is in there again for the tackle. So a little Wildcat and eight-man football, and another first down here for the Wolves. The drive started at their own 31. They've moved it to the 21 now. Of Axtell. Axtell was stopped on fourth down at the 31 of Loomis. And now Loomis on their opening drive. And they will split Carson Orcutt out wide to the right. Shotgun formation here for Levin. Abramson flanks him to his right side. Quarterback keeper all the way. Looking for a block on the outside. And what a nice open field tackle by Calvin Johnson. He fought off the block of Carson Orcutt, Gets a couple on the play. But what a nice, nice tackle out there by Johnson. It'll be second down. And they're going to call it eight yards at the 19-yard line between the 18 and the 19 as Loomis on the move. So Lovett picking up two the hard way. Expecting those backs to block the last couple of times that he has carried the football. And here we go, Wildcat again. Lovett's going to split out to the short side of the field. Abramson is set up in the shotgun to take the snap. And he comes straight ahead, gets a good block in there from Jackson Lobby. Gets inside the 15 and gets popped again at the 14-yard line. And that'll bring up third down and fairly. We'll give him a gain of four more. And it'll be third down and three. So obviously, again, it will be in two-down territory. And nothing fancy here. When you take a look at the passing, not so much for Axtell. Early in the year, they were trying to play catch-up a little bit. But they can throw the football here. Lovett, though, hasn't thrown it much, only 18 times. Quarterback keeper around the left side gets inside the 10. Spins at the 5. He's dragging men with him. Quinn Bertrand trying to bring him down, and they'll just blow the play dead at the 4-yard line. A gain of 10 for Aiden Lovett. And that'll be first and goal now for the Loomis Wolves. Trying to complete a 49-yard drive, doing it all on the ground. A lot of good blocking up front here. And again, Jackson lobby from that end position opening things up. So they'll mark the ball at the four. 540 and counting here in the first quarter. We're still scoreless. And Caleb Pafford will come up over the football as the center. They're going to line up in a power eye formation with Lovett under center. Gets everything adjusted. And a quick count turns to Abramson off the left side, and they stack him up after a gain of a half a yard. Didn't get much. You can't even really give him the three. We're going to call it second and goal from the four. So anticipating that Joel would get the football, like he did on the first two snaps offensively for Loomis, and they're able to stack him up. Second and goal at the four. Again, you've got some of the same guys doing battle on that interior line, as we talked about. Brock LeClaire's right in there. Semph is in there on the other side. French as well. Now they'll go with a pistol formation. Option pitch out to Orchid. He breaks a tackle. He stretches for the line, but he's going to be brought down short at the two. Boy, there was a clean-out block right when he got to the corner. And the tackle made by Aaron Skaggs. Well, let's say he's at the two. gain of two that time on the pitch play to Carson Orchid, And Aiden Lovett took a shot when he pitched that football. Third and goal at the two on a long drive here time-wise for Loomis. Ball on the right hash near the Axtell sideline as they break huddle and send Orkut out to the right side as a wingback. Now they're all going to line up both wingbacks just to the right side of a quarterback. This might be just shove him forward. That's exactly what it is, but they got low for Axtell, and he didn't get in. Great job getting low that time. Again, it's Brock LeClair and Joe French. They'll give him a gain of one on the quarterback keeper for Lovett. And it is now fourth and goal at the one. Axtell needs a defensive play here to thwart this good Loomis drive. Fourth and goal at the one. We've seen both teams just try to shove the quarterback forward, and it looks like they're going to do that again. This time they'll put the backs behind, though, Lovett. Lovett comes under center, fourth and goal at the one, tries the left side, gets low, keeps the legs turning, he's in there for the touchdown. Instead of just going right off of his center, he went off of his left guard that time in Carter and able to take it in, 6-0 for Loomis, but boy, they had a lot of work to do on that drive, 3, 6, 7, a 12-play drive that only amassed 49 yards, but it ends up, with a one-yard touchdown run with 3.23 to go here in the first quarter of play. Two-point conversion, the norm for most of the eight-man teams, and that's exactly what we'll see here. Looks like they're going to use a possible wildcat formation. Abramson calls for it, looking for a block, just comes straight up the middle over his center and then gets stood up at the one and does not get in. Abramson had a little bit of a hole there, but it closed up quickly. With Quinn Bertrand and company, so the two-point conversion no good. Our five-points bank touchdown. A one-yard quarterback sneak for Aiden Lovett. 3.23 to go in the first. It's Loomis 6 and Axtell nothing. Claim I are ready to boot it away here, and again it's a squib kick that they're just going to take a knee on at the 36-yard line. The freshman at Taron decided I'm just going to kneel it right here at the 36. So Axtell has good field position to uh, start their second drive. Again, don't forget you can listen to our games online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Columbus is on the board first. They lead Carney seven to nothing. Aurora leads McCook 6-0. Hastings over York 3-0. Central City, how about this? Central City and Adams Central are battling. Carney Catholic's up 14-0 over Broken Bow, and we are going to get a penalty flag here. Center snapped it a little late on Axtell, and that'll be our first penalty of the football game. And back him up 5. Let's look at some other scores. Central City, 8. Adams Central, nothing. Ord is already up 21-0 on Granola and Central Catholic. They used an onside kick to start the game and then had a pick six. So the Chanticleer is up 21-0. And we will keep you up to date on most of the games in our listening area. If you've got a score update for us, you can text or call the update to uh, 308-646-0506. Now on first and 15, they'll send Skaggs out of the backfield, set him up on the right side. Quarterback keeper around the right side. Runge using Skaggs as a blocker, and he'll get back to near the original line of scrimmage, maybe just short at the 33, a gain of four for Ruggy, And it'll be second down at 11. Lobby over there on the tackle. Also in the area was Clay Meyer. Blincal on that side of the defensive line. Also in there, Gunner Hadley. As a defensive end on the other side, a couple kids that don't play on the offensive side that do play on the defensive side of the ball for both of the ball clubs. Second down of 11 here for the Wildcats at their own 33, line up in the base eye with Skaggs dotting the eye, pitch play left side, trying to follow his quarterback. There is a hole, 35, and he gets into the secondary, tripped up at midfield, the tackle made by Aiden Lovett. In fact, Brendan Runge was trying to find somebody to block he was up the field through the hole, and he would have had a real big block down in the safety area. And a nice run that to midfield, a gain of seven for Aaron Skaggs. Four carries, 19 yards. But it is still third down after that five-yard penalty. It'll be third down and four. Ball at midfield. This time they'll go out of the shotgun for Runge. He will have Senth just to his right. And fake the handoff, quarterback roll out to the left side. He's got the first down in Illumis territory. Spins loose at the 35-30, 25-20, 30, and that's where he'll be brought down. Great second effort there by your quarterback, Brennan Rungi. a gain of 20, and move the chains here for Axtell. Boy, just a naked bootleg. He set that left foot in the ground. 360 to round. It's all depending on that left end. If he can lay that block and somebody bites at the linebacker position, you can get a big play. They didn't really bite. He got the good block on the left end there from Quinn Bertrand. And then he used a good stiff arm, broke a tackle, and went 15 more yards. Here's a new look. Shotgun with his backs, one to the right and Skaggs to the left. And for the first time... They fake the belly dive, pitch it out here to Skaggs. He's in some trouble in the backfield, and he will get back to the line of scrimmage, dive forward for a yard. Aiden Lovett makes the tackle. Orcutt was the man over there that made it all slow down. And it'll be second down, nine yards to go. Mark the ball at the 19-yard line, so not much that time for Skaggs. Final 90 seconds here of the first quarter, six to nothing in favor of Loomis. They went 49 yards, 12 plays, all on the ground, scored on fourth and goal from the one with a Lovett sneak. Now Axtell with their second possession. First time they were stopped on fourth and short. Again, jailhouse break to the left side, quarterback sweep, and there's nothing there. He's going to be tackled out of bounds by Joel Abramson, and we have some flags on the play. Probably means a hold on the edge. So holding on Axtell, you'll usually see that on a play like that, trying to seal the edge with everybody. You've got both the backs blocking. You've got the end blocking. And so a 10-yard penalty here on the hold. Your officiating crew tonight, Howard Donnelly is your referee. You've got Rod Bedke, Chet Graham, Ryan Linder, Matt Shainer. They've done a number of Axtell games over the years. Done a lot of the eight- and six-man games in the area as well. But a 10-yard hold will push it back to the 30, and that'll bring up second down and 20. And our first pass play of the game, and in some trouble, Runge breaks one tackle. He's like a video game, 25, down to the 20. They had him twice, five, six yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he just kept hitting the spin button, and he did it again and breaks up some yardage short of the 20-yard line, but a nice, nice gain on what could have been nothing. They'll mark the ball at the 22. It's going to be a gain of 8, 3rd and 12, but a pretty spectacular 8-yard run there for Brennan Rungi. Six carries, 40 yards. And running out of bounds, that'll stop the clock with 46 seconds. Again, we have not had a pass attempt in the game. What does head coach Ryan Ambrose call here? On 3rd and long, where you'll definitely go for it. The left end this time is Hunter Riley, and right behind him is Skaggs out of the pistol. They want to throw. Dropping back is Runge. Throws it out here to the right. It is well covered and incomplete. In fact, Orkut jumped the route there in front of his favorite receiver, Calvin Johnson, and that'll bring up fourth down and 12. Runge's first pass attempt of the game, 41 seconds remaining here in the first quarter of play. That's who he wanted to throw to because he was not open, but it was all one-on-one coverage. If you just come to a stop or have something planned out ahead of time, there was nobody else there. So now Quinn Bertrand checks in. Gothenburg and Mitchell scoreless going into the second quarter. Here's another score update for you. Kennesaw has scored first on BDS in a top-five matchup, 7-0 to over the number-one team. So fourth and 12, and axel goes for it at the 22. Backing up Rungi throws down the middle of the football field for Skaggs, and it's just a little too tall for him at the four-yard line. And incomplete, covered there by Carson Orcutt, took his shot. And for the second straight drive, Axtell gives it up on downs, and Loomis will take over at the 22-yard line of the Wolves. They lead it by a score of 6-0. Last time they were stopped on 4th and 3, this time on 4th and 12. So a little bit farther to go this time for the Wolves. They went 49 yards last time. Now you would be looking at about 58 as they start at the 22 with 35 seconds to go here in the first quarter, they lead at 6-0. Could be the final play of the quarter. It's wrapped up in such a hurry. I don't think Loomis is going to be in a hurry to get the play in. In fact, quarterback Lovich is going to stand on the sidelines. and That'll be the end of the first quarter here in Axtell. It's Loomis 6, Axtell nothing. You're listening to Friday Night Football on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Security First Bank in Loomis and Overton wishes all the athletes good luck.
9: With a small-town, friendly attitude, Security First Bank treats each customer like a good neighbor. A relationship you can count on. Doing business since 1898. Member FDIC. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
1: Loomis rushed for 46 yards in the first quarter. Axtell for 60, zero passing yards. And Loomis leads it by a score of 6 to nothing as they are underway now with their second possession of the ball game. Lost a couple of yards on that play, so it'll bring up second down and 12. They'll now move from south to north. Again, you take a look at the flag here, and it's died down quite a bit. It was much windier during the pregame. And this time out of the shotgun will be quarterback Aiden Lovett. He'll put Orchid to the left, now send him in motion. Fake the chat sweep, quarterback draw right side, big one. he might be gone. 30, 35, giving trace is Quinn Bertrand, but they won't catch him. Touchdown, Loomis. Aiden Lovett able to take it 60 yards for the score, and Loomis is up 12 to nothing. Beautiful play to start the second quarter here, and, More than doubles their output in quarter number one. Love it now. 72 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the first play of quarter number two. They'll line up to go for two. Last time unable to get in on the run. Same backs, they just vary them a little bit. Abramson is going to take the direct snap here. He's going to follow his blocks to the right side, but nowhere to go. Skaggs comes in and makes the tackle. Josh Carter had to try and block three guys. He was in the way of two of them, but not Skaggs, and the run is no good. Our five points bank touchdown, a 60 yard run off right guard by quarterback Aiden Lovett, and with 11.49 to go in the first half, Loomis 12, Axtell nothing.
0: When it comes
3: to harvest, what does reducing your harvest time by days or even weeks mean to you? Depending on Mother Nature, that may mean thousands. This is why our employees at Aurora Cooperative understand just how valuable your harvest time is because we know the environment doesn't wait. We know that harvest speed is real time and real money for our owners. If you want to speed up your harvest, come to an Aurora Cooperative grain facility and see the difference for yourself. Our lights will be on until yours are off this season. We are your grain destination. Aurora Cooperative, tougher together, we know
1: your roots. Well, this time, Loomis decides to kick it off, and Clay Meyer sails it through the end zone, making you wonder why they didn't do that the first two times. But Meyer pounds it away, and again, you look at the weather right now. It's 66 degrees, and the winds are down out of the south-southeast at 7 miles an hour. Man, we had a perfect Friday last Friday, and this one is just as good. It might be a little chillier by the end of the night, but perfect football weather. And I'm glad that we can bring you some games. Had a few more in the area that were canceled this week, including three yesterday. Sandy Creek, Sutton, Cambridge. Maxwell was another one of them. So here's Axtell at their own 15-yard line. And they'll go with a little crossbuck action here, hand it off to Skaggs. And all he can do is get back to the line of scrimmage. He shoved backwards in on the tackle that time as Blinkow and Josh Carter. Excuse me, they're going to say that that was Simph on the carry. They're going to give him a gain of two. And so it'll be second down and eight. That would be the first carry of the game for Caleb. Get a reminder that the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to platteriverpreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner. Each month we'll tell you who the winners were in a moment. Back to pass Runge. Scrambled, sets up, throws as far as he can. Johnson's wide open. He caught it over his shoulder and fell down at the 27-yard line. He did the most important thing. He caught the football. That's a 36-yard completion. And a nice ball thrown there by Runge to get the Axtell fans going again. And again, our Athletes of the Month for September. Tice Westland. From Pleasanton, he's headed to play football at Wyoming. And Elena Vargas, the cross-country run St. Cecilia, who won the UNK invite on Monday. So here we go. And again, three possessions, three times in Loomis territory. Option going to be a quarterback keep over the right side. Rungi lowers his shoulder, but Orkut squares him up and brings him down at the 25-yard line. Gain a two for Rungi. So Brennan, 42 yards on the ground, and then that 36-yard pass, the first completed run of the ball game. But now Axel's got to find a way to put one in the end zone. Loomis has done it twice. They've moved the ball. They just haven't been able to get inside the 10-yard line. Second it Ball just inside the 25. Going to be about seven yards to go back to the I-formation the fullback. They just give it to Skaggs off the right side. He breaks one tackle from Blenkow, and then around the waist, Jackson Lobby will bring him down after a short gain of about two. And it'll bring up third down and about six to go. So, Axel, we've seen this before already tonight. They get in this part of the football field. They get third and a little bit longer than they want. Running the play in will be Hunter Riley. As the Wildcats, a lot of, of these assistant coaches won a lot of football games when they were in high school here at Axtell. Swedeberg, Gustafson and the crew. And they will put Simph out of the backfield. He'll line up as a split end to the left side just off his tight end. Loomis moved the snaps high. Runge's got it. He's under some pressure. He's going to have to run, and he gets back to just short of the original line of scrimmage. A high snap. And when he came up, there was nobody blocking It might have been one of those where they were trying to set up a screen because they let Loomis come through, and it's going to be a loss of a couple, fourth down and seven. Again, Rungy, the great athlete that he is, got what he could, but it's fourth and long, and so far Axel is 0 for 2 on fourth downs. Stopped at the 31 and stopped at the 21. Now they're at the 25. 12-0 Loomis, 8.50 to go here in the second quarter. As they break the huddle, Rungy still talking to his back. Skags the back, Takes the snap straight back to pass. Looks to throw out here in the right flat and just a little bit past Quinn Bertrand's outstretched hands. Running a sideline route with Orchid on coverage. We have a flag, but it's in the interior line. That probably means a hold. And let's see. Axtell doesn't look happy. We've got Unsportsman. Going to be called. On Axtell, so the play stands, and now Loomis able to get 15 more yards here on the unsportsmanlike, and that happened quick. Either there was a late block or some words. Well, I would tend to say it was probably a block, and this will move it all the way now to the 39. So Loomis first and 10 at their own 39-yard line, already up 12 to nothing. Haven't had a punt in the game. Axtell's 0 for 3 on fourth down, and Loomis has scored twice, including on a fourth down and goal. Axtell's defense going to have to buckle down right here as Lovett sends Orchid wide right. Abramson in the backfield. He will fake the handoff. Same play he just scored on. Looks for some room over the right side, and he's tackled from behind as he gets into Axtell territory by Joseph French at the 37-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 4 for Lovett, who has both of the touchdowns. But that's the exact same thing that they just got the touchdown on. Maybe had Orchid set in a different spot out there at the uh, wideout position. But they just uh, ran a little counter over the right guard. And instead of going 60, it went 4. And it'll be second down and 6. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First half stats. We'll take a look at some of the scores from around the area. And Scott Frost spoke after practice today. We'll try and hear a little bit from what he had to say. Quarterback draw left side. Lovett, nothing there. Has to pop to the outside, has room. 35-30, and then just trots out of bounds at the 25 with a whole host of purple chasing him down. Again, of 12 for Lovett. And we talked about it. It could be quarterback versus quarterback tonight. Everybody else obviously has to do their job, but quarterback versus quarterback, and that's what we're seeing right now. Majority of the yards on both sides but remember, Abramson, they gave him a heavy dose of Joel on the first drive of the football game. And as soon as they give it to him again, he might just run fullback blast and get another big game. Split the backs this time, no wideouts. Love it under center, hard count, there's all kinds of movement. And it looks like they drew Axtell off sides. And that will be the call. Four penalties now on Axtell, none on Loomis. And now that opens up the playbook for you a little bit. It's 1st and 5. Move the football right to the 20-yard line. The nose of the football is there. Already 12th Thing Loomis. 7.50 to go here in the first half. Same set. Love it under center. Split the backs. Again, hard count. And again, Axtell jumped. The first time about three guys jumped. This time it was the right defensive end. And so back-to-back offsides don't have to be a math major to figure out five and five is enough to move the chains here. And another first down for Loomis, and they're at the 15-yard line. They're trying to get in there, make sure Lovett doesn't catch the edge while the big boys clog the middle if Abramson hands it, gets it to him. Carney has scored but missed the PAT, 7-6. Columbus leads Carney, and Grand and Papillion lewis to South, 7-7 in the second. First and ten at the 15, now out of the pistol. Option right side. Pitches it out here to Orkut. They string it out, and they bring him down behind the line of scrimmage. Skaggs is over there. Calvin Johnson is over there. And bring him down at about the 18-yard line. A loss of three on the play. So Orkut, nowhere to go. And it'll bring up second down, and we'll call it about 12, maybe 13. Other scores, Ord 35, Central Catholic nothing. Looking for some updates. McCook leads Aurora now, 7-6. York over Hastings in the second quarter, 7-3. Minden over Holdridge, 7-0 in the second quarter. Love it, back under center. On second down and a long 12. Long count tries to draw him off, can't do it this time. Hands it to Abramson, and he is stuck immediately. Skaggs shot the gap, had some help there from Tyler Stoddard, and they drop him for maybe another half-yard loss. It'll be third down. And long for Loomis so Abramson started big with a 13-yard run he's had a 7-yard run but they've kind of held him together on that Axtell defense third and twelve at the 17-yard line here of Axtell they will send Orchid out wide to the right go with a little pistol formation here with the quarterback, Aiden Lovett. He'll send Orkin in motion, fake the chat sweep, quarterback keeper off the left side, breaks one tackle, breaks another at the 15, to the 10, inside the 5, to the 4-yard line. It'll be first and goal. Lovett able to pick up 14 yards, and it's first and goal here for Loomis, started on the tackle, and Lovett now is already over 100 yards rushing. On the night, of course, he did have the 60-yard touchdown run, which always helps out. Carney has just scored again. They lead Columbus 13 to 7. Carney Catholic leading Broken Bow 14 to nothing. That's on uh, home game tonight for the Stars. Gothenburg leading Mitchell in the second 7 to nothing. First and goal at the four. From our right to left, I formation here. Love it. Takes the snap, hands it off to Orkut right side. He's brought down behind the line of scrimmage by Joseph France. It seems to be feast or famine right now for the Loomis offense and the Axtell defense. Axtell shoots through. If they make the tackle, it's a loss. If they don't, which they had on that last play, Lovett hit in the backfield, but he was able to slip the tackle and then run for 14 yards. So nowhere to go for Orchid. And again, a loss of about three on the play. And it'll be second down and goal at the seven. This time they're going to empty the backfield. Lovett is the only man back there, and they have got a strong line to the right. They want to run him that way. French again, and brings him down as he gets back to the five. So they'll pick up two for Lovett. Very unusual. Everybody, except because you have to have somebody to the left to center, so you had a left end, center, four down linemen, and then both of the backs were also lined up over the end and the guard to the right side. And Axtell was still able to make a nice play. Third down and goal at the 5. 4.50 to go here in the first half. 12-0 Loomis trying to go up three scores. Same formation that we just saw. Lovett takes the snap. Again, rolls to his right. Looking for some room. Gets a block on the outside. And then he is shoved out of bounds by Johnson. And he picked up maybe a yard. And it will be fourth down and goal at the 4. They scored on fourth and goal at the 1. And now they're going to have fourth and goal at the four. And, again, Loomis has not attempted a pass, and they're going to go ahead and use one of their timeouts to discuss it. Brought to you by ENT. Physicians of Carney taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. 4.39 to go in the first half. Loomis 12, Axtell nothing. Fourth and goal for the Wolves at the four when we return.
12: Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Carney, or online at Buzz's Marine and welcome back to the
1: Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth here in Axtell, bringing you tonight's FKC district battle. While Carney Towing is on the road bringing your vehicle home, don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us, we'll be there. All right, the Wolves call timeout. They face fourth and goal at the four. They split Orchid out wide to the left. Skags on him one on one. Abramson to the backfield. Quarterback keeper off left side. Try to get to the pylon and into the end zone for the touchdown. For the third time tonight is Aiden Lovett. Well, they've got all kinds of formations, all kinds of plays out of just about the same three or four formations. And a big, big play there for Lovett to make it 18 to nothing. It's for 4.33 to go here in quarter number two. And he got in there untouched. They were expecting maybe orchid on a little slant. He just blocked his man downfield, and everybody bought the belly fake to Abramson. And Lovett goes in unofficially right now. 109 yards and three touchdowns. 13 carries already as they set up for the two-point conversion. They'll empty it and go wildcat here with Joel Abramson. He'll run to the right side. We've got a penalty flag, and he is going to be short. He reached out, hit the pylon, but they say is short, and I'm sure that this is a hold, which will be declined, and then the conversion will be no good. So our five-points bank touchdown on fourth and goal from the four, a four-yard run by Aiden Lovett, 433 to go in the first half. Loomis 18, Axtell nothing on Power 99.
3: In this business...
1: Great to hear from everybody listening to the ball game tonight on Power 99 or online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. know a lot of the gang is out in the field and can't be here in person, so glad you're listening in as Meyer boots it into the end zone yet again. And it is gut check time for Axtell. The weird thing is, if you were just... Sitting here in my vantage point, it seems like it's an even game. And you look up at the scoreboard, and it's 18 to nothing because Loomis has finished their drives. They've scored on fourth and goal twice. And for Axtell, they've been stopped on fourth down all three times. They've been into Loomis territory. Inside the 30 once and inside the 25 two other times. So let's see if Brennan Runge can get something going. Again, we've had one pass in the game. He completed a 36-yarder, one completed pass. He's one of three. Motion, fake the belly dive, and bringing it around the right side, Runge. Gets to the 15, breaks a tackle to the 20, dies forward to about the 21-yard line as John Kenny is in there to make the tackle for Loomis. So might be just time to turn your star loose right here. Runge and Skaggs, we know how talented they are. And we'll call that a gain of six for Brennan. Forty-six yards on nine carries. Two tops remaining, plenty of time. Four minutes here. And again, Loomis will get the ball to start the second half. So very important drive here for Axtell. This time they'll spread the field since Gags in motion. It's still going to be a quarterback keeper. Starting right, nowhere to go. Now left. Now up the field on the hash is going to be Runge, and he is going to be in across the 25 and has the first down. Out to the 27-yard line, maybe the 28. Let's see where they mark. They're going to mark it at the 27. So a gain of six. and a good run there again by Brennan Runge. He'll pick up a first down here for Axtell. They have five to Loomis's nine so far in the football game unofficially. Mark the ball. 27-yard line. And we have got whistles. Looks like movement along that line. The illegal procedure on Axtell. That is going to be their sixth penalty for 45 yards. Loomis has been clean. So that helps the Wolves. And again, we have had in this football game no turnovers. Loomis did have a penalty that was declined. First down and 15. Back to the I formation. Runge, just a pitch play to Skaggs. Looks for a block. Gets to the 25. Gets to the 30. And be brought down high on the tackle by Orcutt at the 31-yard line. Nice job there. Maybe even the 32. Good run. Picked up a huge chunk of yardage there. We're going to say a gain of nine. It'll be second down and six. Skaggs, everybody just kind of waiting for him to break one like we've seen Lovett do. He has got the frame to do it. 6'2", senior, hard runner. Second down and six. Ball at the 31. Quarterback sweep to the left side. Runge follows the block as Skaggs gets to the 35-yard line. Again, tackled high up on the shoulder pads. Love it among those that was over there. Also, Joel Abramson in the area. So it's going to be a gain of four. Maybe three. It's still going to be third down and about three yards to go. 2.20 and counting. Used up about two minutes already on this drive. Keeping it on the ground. Need to convert this third down and three. And Skaggs off left side. Just runs over his defenser and gets the first down to the 39. That's all one to right there. Skaggs knew he had to lower the shoulder. And he did it. And a gain of five for Skaggs. To move the sticks here, and now Axtell can think about what they want to do over the final two minutes here of quarter number two as we head towards the Romanis adaptation halftime report. Also have some major league baseball on tonight. Padres and Cardinals scoreless in the fifth. First and ten at midfield. Skags again off the left side. Bobbles the ball, gets secured to the thirty-five to the thirty, breaks a tackle, twenty-five, fumble the ball, fumble the football, and Loomis has got it. It looked like he had just got past the last man. And the football covered here by the Wolves. After a strong 20-yard run, we see our first turnover of the football game. And Axtell again thwarted at the Loomis 20-yard line. With 1.46 to go, and Loomis will get the ball to start the third quarter. They've got the big play potential, but again, they have not attempted a pass. Here in the first half, they've got the 60-yard touchdown run from Lovett. Let's see if they go back to that. Under center will be Lovett. cut the eye back, and now we've got some movement. This might be on the offense. We had back-to-back offsides on Axtell earlier. Let's see what the line judges decide. And this will be a false start. The first penalty of the ball game on Loomis. That was a good job there by Brock LeClaire. The Fed move, and then he sold it. He said, I'm just going to keep going. He kind of stutters to know that guy moved. I'm going to take it in. And he gets the illegal procedure on the Wolves. First down and 15. 146 remaining here in quarter number two. Check the NBA. We'll get into their second game of the finals tonight. That tips off here in just a few minutes at 8 o'clock. Back to the I formation. Abramson, the fullback. Pitch left side. Starting left, coming back up on the numbers. It's going to be Orkut. Runs hard to get to the 20 and out to the 21-yard line. He's going to get six yards out of that. And Stoddard is in there with Retran on the tackle. And Loomis is in no hurry. Minute and a half to go. Again, Lovett's only put the ball in the air 18 times this season. Now, conversely... Their wins have all been blowouts, so they haven't really had to throw the football this year. In fact, Aiden Perry, the backup quarterback, has had just about as many completions. Quarterback keeper off the right side, Lovett tries to get low, but not this time. Skaggs is there, also on the tackle, is going to be Joseph French, and a gain of for 11, And Axtell is going to use their second timeout, hoping that they can stop him here on third and long and get the football back. 59 seconds to go in the first half. 18-0 Loomis, this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Security First Bank in Loomis and Overton wishes all the athletes good
9: luck. With a small-town friendly attitude, Security First Bank treats each customer like a good neighbor. A relationship you can count on. Doing business since 1898. Member FDIC. Seed expertise doesn't grow and mended in the surrounding area. Relive on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer.
0: matters to us specializing in you.
1: As we come back to action, third down and nine here for Loomis and back to pass. It's going to be Aiden Lovett. He'll throw a little wide receiver screen out here to Orchid. Orchid's going to get five, six, but not enough. And Johnson's going to tackle him at the 28-yard line. So from third and nine to about fourth, at least two. We'll say it's a gain of seven and Axtell goes ahead and uses their final timeout right here. So it'll be fourth down and about two and a half yards to go. Probably see our first punt of the ball game with 49 seconds remaining here in the first half, 18 to nothing, the score in favor of Loomis. Let's throw out a few scores that we could use some help on from around the area. Our highlight number is 646-0506, 308-646-0506. St. Paul Wood River Shelton, St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbulls, and uh, David City Centura. Could all use some help on that. Pleasanton-South loop, Burwell-Arcadia Loop City, Southern Valley-Bertrand looking for scores. Now we're ready after the short break here to set up fourth down and short for Loomis, and they line up to go for it, maybe trying to draw them off sides. They'll take Orchid out of the backfield. I can't imagine they'll snap it just to get a hard count. Good job by Axel, and now Loomis will just go ahead and use the timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney taking care of you since 1994. We'll be right back. for you a little bit of surprise going on right now at miles field carney catholic jumped out 14 to nothing but broken bow has now tied the football game at 14 apiece here it's still 18 nothing loomis with 50 seconds to go before halftime and they will line up to punt it here abramson to punt it for loomis snap away left-footed kick nice high directional kick they're not going to give Rungy a chance to return it he kicks it out of bounds and they're going to mark the ball at around the 20. We're still waiting for the official spot, maybe a little farther than that. And it's going to be at the 23-yard line. So about a 30-yard punt. Now they're going to mark it at the 20. Let's give them 33 yards on the punt. And it'll be first down and 10 here for Axel. All right, they use their timeouts. That means they want to do something. That means Runge going to have to go to the air. He's one of three. He'll leave Simph in the backfield as a blocking back. See if he can find one of his favorite targets here as Skaggs is split out wide to the right. Quick little completion out here. Fell down in bounds. Oh, that's just the worst thing that could happen. A one-yard completion of the clock runs. Maybe trying to get him out of bounds to set up a big hook and lateral or something like that. Now they'll put Skaggs to the left side. Low snap. Rungy has to pick it up, now tries to run for his life. Has a little room, needs to get out of bounds, but he doesn't at the 27-yard line. That's not enough for the first down. Axtell, I don't know if they'll have time to even get up there and run another play. Seven yards on the carry for quarterback Brennan Runge. Six seconds. Last play of the half. Runge running for his life again, and he's going to get sacked back at the 21-yard line, and that'll bring us to halftime. Josh Carter with the sack and they're going to lose about seven yards on that one so they were able to make the defensive stop and get the first punt of the ball game but their short yardage quick offense they not able to get anything done and a little frustration right now from the axdell wildcats as they head to the end zone instead of the locker rooms of course both teams just go to the end zone and that brings us to half with your score the loomis wolves 18 And the Axtell Wildcats, nothing. Axtell has moved the ball. They just haven't gotten in the end zone. Again, Loomis converting two fourth and goals, along with a 60-yard run from Lovett, who has all three of the touchdowns. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats. We'll take a look at our scores. Here from Nebraska, Coach Scott Frost and a whole lot more. Stay with us here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
5: Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire,
1: And welcome back to Axtell. Again, a big thank you to all the fine folks here for their hospitality, Athletic Director Brad Nelson and the crew, as we are ready for the Ravetta Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravetta Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. At the half, it's Loomis 18 and Axtell nothing. Let's run down the scoreboard. Other scores that we do have. It is Carney now after giving up the first score, leading Columbus at the half, 20 to 7. That game is on ESPN 1460. It is Grand Island and Papillion-La Vista South tied 7-7 in the second quarter in Class B. These are all second quarter scores. Aurora 21, McCook. 7. It is Lexington 7, Garing 6, Seward 10, Grand Island Northwest 7, and Hastings 17. York 7. That game on 12:30 a.m. KHAS on ESPN 1550, Central City 8, Adams Central 7. That game in the second quarter. In the second quarter, Kearney Catholic has just kicked a field goal to take a 17 14 lead over Broken Bow. Looking for an update on Cozado Golala which of course is starting a little bit later because of the time zone. At the half, Gothenburg 14, Mitchell nothing. In the second quarter, Minden 15, Holdridge nothing. In the second quarter, St. Paul 30, Wood River Shelton nothing. In C2, of course, Sandy Creek and Sutton was canceled because of the COVID. It is Ord 35, Grand Island Central Catholic, nothing in the second quarter. We are looking for updates on the Centura, David City, and Hastings, St. Cecilia, Donovan, Trumbull games. If you have an update, call or text 308 646 0506. 646 0506. Taking a look at some of the other scores. In 8-man, it is Amherst on the road at Exeter Milligan-Friend, and the Broncos are up 14-0 in the second quarter. Elm Creek leading Sutherland 36-0 in the second quarter. We're looking for updates on the Ravenna and Selma Myrna game, Burwell-Arcadia-Loop City, and Bertrand-Southern Valley 308-646-0506. Also need an update on what's going on between Pleasanton and South Loop. Earlier today, Overton beat maywood Hay Center 29-8, at halftime, Giltner leads Lawrence Nelson 20 to nothing. And in the second quarter, BDS gave up the first score, but now has won on a 26-point run. They lead Kennesaw by a score of 26 to seven. And in six-man, yesterday SEM held off Wallace 33 to 28. In the second quarter, Hampton leads Hartland Lutheran 18 to six. Looking for updates on the Red Cloud, Wilcox, hildreth and Harvard. Silver Lake contest. Again, here 18 to nothing in favor of Loomis. And we'll be back with more in a moment on the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report.
5: The cheesy burrito has been one of Amigos' faves for almost 40 years. That gooey cheddar cheese wrapped in a warm tortilla started out just for the kids and became so much more. Right now, in honor of our 40th anniversary, Amigos is offering three new cheesy burritos. Three cheese for an all-new twist, black bean queso for veggie lovers, and chicken bacon ranch for everyone. Great cheesy burritos aren't just for kids. So make today a cheesy day at Amigos.
9: Secure Security First Bank in Loomis and Overton wishes all the athletes good luck. With a small-town, friendly attitude, Security First Bank treats each customer like a good neighbor. A relationship you can count on. Doing business since 1898. Member FDIC. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for the area. Best of luck to all the athletes and coaches from Steve Casper, your
1: Hogemeyer dealer. With our producer-engineer, Nick Grimes, I'm Doug Duda. Back here on KKPR-FM, Carney Axtell, Loomis, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Nebraska football coach Scott Frost discussing a variety of issues uh, earlier this afternoon. Let's hear a little bit about what the coach had to say.
15: You know, we were one of the teams that really fought to be able to play. Um, I'm glad we did that because I, I think we were fighting uh, for football. I think that was the right thing to do. Um and we're going to have to comply with any and all uh, restrictions and qualifications in order to be able to be able to play. We're going to be as careful as we can. We want to give our our student athletes a opportunity to do what they came to Nebraska to do. Um, hopefully we get to play as many games as possible. Hopefully we get to play all nine. Yeah, uh, obviously Diedrich Mills is a guy with a lot of experience coming back. Um, we're going to lean heavy on him. I think we have some guys at some other positions that could contribute some carries if we needed. Um, but other than that, we're young at that position. I think Savion and Marvin have both done a good job of coming in and, and learning. Still have a ways to go, but you definitely see flashes from those guys. Um, Ronald Tompkins has been healthier than we thought this year and has done some really good things. And there's uh, several other guys, younger guys and, and walk-ons that uh, every time they get a chance, they they make plays. So... Um, I think we'll be a deeper unit at that spot this year than we were a year ago, and and we need some some good play from all those guys. Of course, talking
1: about the running back position there, Nebraska football coach Scott Frost. He was also talking a little bit about depth. Uh, He said Braxton Clark is probably going to be out for the rest of the year after suffering an injury uh, already in camp. Uh, But he
15: also says that
1: since they've been at Nebraska, they've been trying to develop depth, and they're in the best spot that they
15: have been since coming in. We've covered a lot of ground, probably still have some ground to cover. Depth has been one of the issues. We're a lot closer there than we have been. Feel really good about certain positions, some others that uh, we could still use another guy or two, but we're deeper than we have been. It's funny you mentioned Jack, tight end's one of the spots where we feel like we have a bunch of guys uh, at that spot that compete at a high level right now.
1: And more on the depth.
15: Uh, every year we bring in a recruiting class, every weight session was Zach all where we're developing players, we get closer to having not just the type of talent that we need to compete at the high level but the depth that we need to compete at the high level we'll keep training our guys from the bottom of the roster to the top of the roster and day by day if we get better and better we're gonna we're gonna be closer to where we want to be using a little bit of the husker prayer
1: there in that uh answer uh, huskers are expected to practice again tomorrow they're finally able to get into full pads and make some contact and that's what the coach had been uh, waiting for uh hastings college also announcing late this afternoon that uh, after going on a covid Uh, leave through Sunday. They will be able to go back to class. They will be able to get back to athletics starting on Monday. So good news there. And of course, uh, MIAA came out this week with what they're planning to do for fall sports and basketball. Uh, UNK, uh, they're telling them right now Basketball on is planned, which means practice can begin October 15th. Games can begin on November 18th. They have said that football and cross-country will not have a championship season. They are allowing football teams to have four organized events, whether that's a inter-squad scrimmage, uh, bringing in another team, whether it's a full-fledged game like UNK is doing this fall. Uh, they're going to let them do that. Cross-country teams can compete, but there won't be a championship. They're still planning on having volleyball in the spring, along with women's soccer. And then they said for indoor track and wrestling, they're going to leave that to the individual schools. Go do what you can do is basically what they have told them right now. So that's what what's going on uh, around the area. Again, we've got volleyball next week. Centennial Conference Tournament gets underway. There's some good uh, triangulars. Uh, Axtell and Amherst have to go over to Pleasanton on Thursday night. That'll be a really good one ahead of the FKC Tournament in just a couple of weeks. Again, here at halftime, Loomis 18, Axtell nothing, but when we look at the stats, you wouldn't believe it. We'll take a look at those when we return on Power 99. Another score update for you at the half. It is, Anselmo Myrna leading Ravenna by a score of 18 to 16. That would most likely mean three touchdowns and no two-point conversions against two touchdowns and two two two-point conversions. Carney Catholic has just added a late touchdown to take a 24-14 lead over Broken Bow right before halftime. We'll run down some scores again in just a moment, but let's take a look now at the unofficial stats. Here of our first half of play, and we will start with the Loomis Wolves. I have Joel Abramson, seven carries, 32 yards. Carson Orcutt, four carries, two yards. And quarterback Aiden Lovett, 14 carries, 110 yards, and all three touchdowns. That's 25 rushing attempts for 144 yards. One pass, and that was a seven-yard completion that was short of a first down. So one of one for Lovett. For seven yards, 144 on the ground. That's 151 yards of total offense. Nine first downs, one punt for 33 yards. No turnovers, one penalty for five yards. For Axtell, Aaron Skaggs nine carries, 56 yards. Caleb Simph, one carry, two yards. Quarterback Brennan Rungi, 13 carries, 55 yards. 23 rushing attempts, 113 yards. Runge is two of four through the air. Uh, 37 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. So 37 through the air, 113 on the ground, 150 yards in the first half, six first downs, no punts, one turnover. Uh, When Skaggs looked like he had broke it, he had gotten by almost everybody, and the ball just simply got knocked out of his hands 20 yards down the field and uh, thwarted their best chance to score. Six penalties for 45 yards on Axtell. But overall, 150 yards for Axtell, 151 for Loomis. As we said, the 60-yard run by Lovett, the big difference, and two conversions on fourth down for touchdowns. Axtell is 0 for 3 on fourth down. And those are your first-half stats, and this has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. 18-0 Loomis, and they'll receive the second-half kickoff when we return.
10: Lisky Lisky & Ends Law Firm in Minden wish all the area athletes good luck. Feel better about your case with a skilled attorney on your side. With over 50 years of combined legal experience, our attorneys offer solid legal representation. They can represent you in many areas, estate planning, criminal, personal injury, family and business location. With our firm, you are assured of receiving the personalized attention you need. Contact Lisky Lisky & Ends in Minden at 308-832-2103.
1: Along with our producer, engineer, we're Nick Grimes. We're good. Uh, Doug Duda back with you here at Axtell, where the Wildcats will kick it off for the first time in this football game. And teeing it up here is Ashton Hawkins, starting center for Axtell. See if he can get them off to a good start or if they're going to try something crazy here. Again, 18 nothing is doable, so don't put all your chips in the middle yet as the boot is taken and then bobbled it into the end zone, muffed there that time by John Kenny, the return man, trying to find it here. Again, Axtell, and I don't think this is a bad thing, but uh, their lights aren't all that high. Sometimes you can get it above the light. Sometimes you can lose it here. There's some shadows on the field. It's not the brightest field. Uh, the field's in great shape, and we should mention that, that tonight's field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success, a beautiful field here at Axtell. And before we can get the snap away, we have got a flag for an illegal substitution on the defense. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Somebody got off the field a little too late. So the seventh penalty here on Axtell, and that gives Loomis a short field already here on first down and five. Move it up to the 20 yard line. Go at the full house backfield. Could snap it to anybody. Lovett will take it. He'll turn on a a counterplay to Orkut, and Orkut is up in it at the line of scrimmage by Skaggs. Officially, it'll be a gain of one, and it'll bring up second down and nine. Orkut hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, Only carried the ball five times. They've got him behind the line of scrimmage a couple of times. He's more of a setup man. Lovett and Abramson, when they don't give it to Orkut, they follow him on some lead blocks and have picked up some really good yardage. So second down and four now. After the penalty helped him out. Abramson the deep set. Off to the right side is going to be Orkut. But still behind the line. And it's going to be quarterback run the whole way. Penalty flag comes out. He makes the corner. And then he's popped out of bounds. And around the 23-yard line by Calvin Johnson. But this one was thrown by the referee immediately. And it's going to be a hold on Loomis. And that will back him up halfway to the goal at about the 9-yard line, 9 or 10. And so Loomis with their first major penalty of this football game. And the Axtell fans, now if their defense can come up with a stand here, they're going to be in good shape. But again, remember, there was a illegal substitution, so it's second down and 14. Instead of second down and 19, the ball back at the 11-yard line is where it will officially be marked. A first minute here in the third quarter. 18 to nothing in favor of Loomis as we get this second half underway. They will put Orchid split out wide to the left, and they'll turn and fake the handoff, want to throw it, fly pattern down the left side. Orchid's open, but he can't haul it in. He was covered by Quinn Bertrand. Orchid was open in stride at the 35, and it went through his hands. And that'll bring up third down and long. There's no doubt that Lovett can throw the football. Loomis can throw the ball. They just haven't found the need to on just their second pass attempt of the ball game. A lot of games now just getting to the third quarter. Again, Carney leads Columbus at the half 20-7. And Grand Island now leads Papillion-Levista South at the half 14-7. Big shocker is Central City leading Adams Central 8-7 at the half. Fake the handoff trying to set up a screen, and it's underthrown to Orchid. Not sure that it was tipped, but Lovett ends up on his back because coming right through was Brock LeClaire. And we will see a punting situation here on fourth down and 14, the ball at the 11-yard line. So they'll have to have Abramson it away from near his own end line. Other scores at the half. Hastings now leading York 24-7. Northwest and Seward tied at 10. One man back. They have a wide receiver that's not covered. Skag comes on a running 9-yard line, trailing 18 to nothing, and that only took a minute off of the score clock. It, In other action, Carney Catholic leading Broken Bow at the half, 24-14. Gothenburg over Mitchell, 14-0. Minden over Holdridge, 18-0 at the half. BDS leads Kennesaw, 26-15 at the half. On first and 10, it'll be a fullback dive here for Caleb Senth, and he'll get to the 35, a gain of 4. Making the tackle is Joel Abramson. So Senf, who hasn't been fed the ball very often, gets the first touch of the second half. Running in the play here will be Quinn Bertrand. As we said, Bertrand, Riley, usually platooning the plays in. Johnson usually stays in there the whole time at the other end. Giltner leading Lawrence Nelson at the half, 20-14. Elm Creek 36-0 over Sutherland at the half. They'll give it to Senf again, and this time he's wrapped up at the line of scrimmage by Blenkow, and he gets nothing to the 35. And that'll bring up third down and about five yards to go. A solid five. Needs to get it across the 30 for a first down here. And again, as we've already told you numerous times, Axtell has been stopped on fourth down in Loomis territory three times already in this game. They need something positive here on third down. Handed off to the big man, Aaron Skaggs, and that's more than positive. He's inside the 30. He's tripped up and gets to the 26. How about a nine-yard gain for Skaggs and a first down? Best way to get rid of those fourth down non-conversions is not to get to fourth down, and that's exactly what the Wildcats did right there. So Axtell on the move here, trying to get on the board. First and 10 at the 26. Quick count, Skaggs again, runs right into the middle of a whole bunch of green and white. Josh Carter's on the top of the pile. On the bottom of the pile that time again is going to be Blenkow. It's going to be a gain of a couple from the 31 to the 29. Just haven't had that big play offensively for Axtell. Had the 136-yard completion to Johnson, but outside of that, Not a whole lot of big plays, and the big run they ended up fumbling it on. Pitch play, Skaggs right side, has a hole, and then coming off his block to make the tackle at the 22-yard line. Great job over there. Let me pick up the number. Is it Orkut? I think it is. Yeah, Carson Orkut with some help from Jackson Lobby. So Skaggs picks up about three, and it's going to be third down and five. Aaron now unofficially with 70 yards in the football game. We're just three minutes into this second half and another third down and five situation this time out of the pistol is Rungi. Rungi gives it to Skaggs left side and he is upended at, at the line of scrimmage shooting the gap who's going to be Jackson Lobby and here we go again for Axtell fourth down and not short it's going to be fourth down and about five and a half maybe six as they were able to come in there and stack him up immediately. And without going to the air much, what can they do here with Rungi? I'm just a little surprised that they don't get Rungi out of the pocket a little bit more. Even though he's run the ball a lot, he and Skaggs have done a great job. And for Loomis, they'll, they'll use that quarterback as a lead blocker or at least get the guys in the backfield out ahead. That's not necessarily a Rungy play here. Senth back in the ballgame, fourth down and six. Hard count, quarterback sweep the whole way with Runge off the right side. He gets inside the 20, and he is stacked up short of the first down. Boy, you could tell that he was stood up again by Orchid, who's done a great job defensively. And also in there is going to be Meyer, Clay, limping a little bit as he gets up. They needed six, and they got five. And so Runge comes up short. And for the fourth time in the football game, Loomis stops Axtell on fourth down. And now the Wolves take over. They have been clean so far in this football game. No turnovers. And finally had a holding penalty on their last drive. Man split out wide to the right. Quarterback option. They'll pitch it out here to Orkut. Orkut gets his own man blocked into him. And there's going to be a hold as he reverses field. And now he's going to score. Orkut. Might score, but it's all coming back to the 30 to the 20. Breaks a tackle at the 10, but it's all coming back. That was a great individual effort by Carson Orchid But it's all coming back as there's a flag at the 18-yard line holding on Loomis. And that will negate a 62-yard run by Carson Orchid Trying to get his block on the end out here for the Wolves trying to pick up the number, not that it really matters. I think that it was the Jackson Lobby trying to secure that because they were going to run option to the right side, and he got blocked right back into his quarterback. And when he did, I think he pulled his man right down alongside with him. That allowed Orchid to reverse field and then take it all the way in. So wipe out the touchdown and bring up first and 20 for for Loomis. And on first down, fake the counter, and it's going to be handed off on a trap play here, and boy, what a tackle by Johnson from behind, dragging down John Kenny. Kenny, who's lined up at the end, they drug across and handed off to him on the inside handoff, and he's going to bring it out to the 26-yard line, and he gets almost all of it. That's going to be a gain of 18. Second down and two after the 18-yard gain by kenny whenever loomis needs to do something it seems like they do now back to a power eye formation love it under center little movement defense line and then they snap the ball there's no offsides, but it's a quarterback sneak and that's enough for the first down smart play there by love it and move the chains here so Axtell seemed like they might have had Loomis pinned deep inside their own 10. And they run a first-time play to John Kenny for an 18-yarder. Ball marked at the 29. Still a long way from the end zone, but that is a gut-wrencher there for Axtell's defense. Six-and-a-half to go here in the third quarter, 18-nothing Loomis. Love it out of the eye. Fakes it right. Kenny the eye back on the left. Tries to pop outside. Runs into Semp. They tackle him forward across the 35 to the 36. That's going to be a gain of seven on the play for Kenny. So we'll have to see if something happened to Orchid. They're looking at him over on the sidelines. I think maybe something did happen to him. I don't know if he's got a cut. Or if they're just talking to him. But he is over there on the sideline, standing and talking to one of his coaches. And they're using Kenny maybe just as a breather. Second down and three. Fake the handoff and they want to throw. Looking deep down the field for Jackson Lobby. And we are going to get incomplete. And they play on Friday, not Sunday. All kinds of face guarding there by Brennan Rungi, But that is not a penalty in high school football if you do not make contact. And that's all Brennan did. He kept his back to the play. He never turned around, and he just waved his hands and knocked it away on just a fourth attempt through the air here for Aiden Lovett. Third down and three. Ball at their own 36-yard line. Still 18 to nothing. Loomis, the same score we had at the half. Split the backs. Kenny is still in there, and they'll give it to him on a counter off the left side, and he is going to be grabbed and thrown backwards by Tyler Stoddard. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage, but Stoddard then threw him backwards, and Axtell has come up with a stop. And Loomis now fourth down and about two and a half yards on their own side of midfield. I'm sure they're confident in converting it, but you're up three scores, and they are going for it. And again, they've drawn Axtell off sides a couple of times, so they have to be ready for that as Lobby. Splits out to the right side. Kenny's still in the backfield. They will run option. They'll pitch it to John Kenny. Kenny's got the first down and just a little bit more as he crosses midfield before he's upended by Johnson and LeClaire. He'll get it to the 39-yard line, a gain of four for Kenny. And hobbling off the field is going to be Joel Abramson. He got dinged in the first half and got rolled up on here trying to set the edge with a block. And he'll head over to the sideline. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. So another first down here for Loomis, and they're chewing up the time of possession now. As Caleb Pafford, the senior center, set down, 11-under center, Orchids back in there. They'll pitch it to him on the short side. There's nowhere to go. He runs into the arms of Joseph French, who brings him down just across the line of scrimmage. They might be kind enough to give him one on the play. Taking a look at other scores. It is Aurora 21, McCook 7 in the third. Lexington maintaining a 7-6 lead over Garing in the third. Hastings now up 24-7 over York in the third. Also in the third, Lawrence Nelson has tied it with Giltner, 20-20. Elm Creek with a running clock, leads Sutherland 44 to nothing. At the half, Burwell 21, Arcadia Loop City 14 in that top 10 battle. Second and 9 at the 39 of Axtell. Wanting to throw again. Love it here in the flat. It is complete to Lobby and he lunges forward for the first down. He reached out so far that he was off balance when he caught the football and still able to get to the 29-yard line. A gain of 10 and another first down here for Loomis. So they only attempted one pass in that first half and now they have went to the air a little bit more here in this quarter but that is the first completion so Loomis answering some questions here as we said kind of the big show. kind of thought the teams were even even though the records were four and one against one and four the four wins for Loomis against teams that are one and 19 the four losses for axtell against 10 two at the 29. Counterplay, Orchid hole over the left side, 25, breaks a tackle at the 20, stays inbounds at the 15, and he runs into Skags and company near the 10 before he's drugged down out of bounds, another 19 yards. That's the biggest run of the night for Carson Orkut and Loomis on a drive that could be enough to put this football game away. The big thing will be if they score, it'll be that conversion. Again, Axtell has moved the ball. They just haven't scored. It'll be just short of the 10, so they can get a first down. First and 10 at the 11. But we're all down to 3.15 to go here in the third quarter. Lovett will come up under center, double tight end, split the backs. Orchid blast off the right side. He'll get what he can to about the 7. A gain of 4. Second down and 6. Next week, more great high school football, including Adams Central, Carney Catholic, c C1 top 10 matchup on ESPN 1460 and 1550. Also, Ravenna plays Amherst. Going to be some other good games next week as well. But in district play, a little bit more area flavor. Amherst, by the way, up 42-12 over Exeter Million Friend at the half. Second and six at the seven. Empty backfield. Quarterback keeper the whole way. Lovett and shooting the gap and knocking him down before he can get upfield. Making the tackle is Skaggs. Skaggs came off the right guard and just shot the gap. And very few times has Lovett been doing any dancing, but he was there trying to find the hole. A loss of one. And it'll be third down, seven from the eight. Eight. So eight for a first down, about eight and a half for a touchdown. Brock LeClaire gets down, has a nose guard, Lovett under center. They'll split the backs again. Lovett takes the snap, counter play, left side, and again Skaggs comes through and gets him at the line of scrimmage. No gain, and it'll be fourth down. So they're gambling a little bit here, and Eric Skaggs is getting the job done as he shoots the gap and sets up fourth down. But remember. The two other times that it was fourth down inside the 10, Loomis scored. Now it was fourth and goal at the 1, then it was fourth and goal at the 4. This will be a little bit different situation. Fourth and 7 at the 8, and Loomis is using a lot of time. I'm guessing we are going to see a timeout as the quarterback is still over there talking to Coach Maskey and Reese and the crew. And our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney with 1.07 to go in the third. It's still Loomis 18, Axtell nothing here on Power 99.
3: If you want more yield, the answer is A.
11: Making a living, making things grow is a hard life, but it's a good life. A lot of what you know, you learned from your father, and then you taught it to your son. Now he's teaching your grandson. Generation to generation, a legacy of making things grow. That's the way it is around here. We're proud to be a part of it. Minden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, Equal Housing lender.
1: Back here in the Carnetorian Repair Broadcast booth, Doug Duda with you on this Friday night. Fourth down and seven, Loomis at the Axtell eight. They'll have all three backs in the backfield, unbalanced, with Lovett ready to take the snap. He will send Orkut out of the backfield, fake the handoff, wants to throw right side. It is complete, but right on top of him is Johnson, and he'll drag him down at the three-yard line to Jackson Lobby. So short of the first down, they're going to pick up about five, and it will be Axtell Ball at their own two-and-a-half, three-yard line, right at about where you would go for the extra point. So the pass was complete, but not good enough for a first down, and Axtell finally able to get that fourth-down stop, but now they are 77 yards away from the end zone. You know, just waiting for a big play here. The team that put up 58 points last week has been shut out so far here tonight with a minute to go in the third. They'll send Skaggs in motion. Under center, Runge wants to throw from his own end zone as far as he can, trying to fight it as his top receiver, Calvin Johnson. He gets turned around at midfield, and just can't locate it. Not sure he would have been able to run under it anyway, but Axtell took the shot, and they come up empty. Rungi now 2 of 5 for 37 yards. And Johnson hustles back for a second down and 10 at their own 3. 54 seconds remaining here in the third quarter of play. Again, Axtell will be home finale next week with Maywood Hayes Center, who's 0-6, and then they go to 1-5 Overton. Overton beat Maywood Hayes Center today, 29-8. Option play right side. They pitch it to Skaggs. He's still in the end zone. Now breaks a tackle. Uh Uh-oh i think we've got a penalty flag in the end zone if it's a hold it's a safety if it's a face mask it's a first down Skags did a good job to cross the five get out to about the seven and let's see where the where the flag is and what the flag is and where the flag is is in the end zone and axdell may have just given up two it's an illegal block in the back and it is a safety So there's an illegal block in the back, and again, love the play call, but that is the risk you take when you throw from your own end zone or run an option out of your own end zone. Something like that can happen, and now that makes it a four-possession game. That's even bigger. No, it makes it a three-possession game. It's 20 to nothing, excuse me, but Loomis is going to get the ball back on a free kick. So penalty in the end zone, safety, our free kick coming up in 30 seconds on Power 99. So Axtell makes the stop on fourth down, but can't take advantage with a block in the back in the end zone. So now the free kick coming up for the Wildcats, 20 to nothing on the rare safety. So to boot away, they're going to go with Brennan Runge. So he's going to go ahead and punt it. They're not going to put it on a tee. And again, you can still squib it. You can still try an onsider. I've seen that happen before. Let's see how far Rungy can boot this one away. Very high, very high, and under it, fielding it, Kenny at the 25. He'll head left side 30, now reverse field 35. There's a hole 40, and he'll get into Axdell territory at the 37-yard line, and the tackle is made there by Tyler Stoddard. That was a great run back by Kenny because Rungy hung that punt in the air forever, giving his Wildcats time to get down there, but Kenny found some room and we'll bring it to the Axdale actually 36 yard line so first and 10 loomis with 38 seconds remaining here in the third quarter 20 to nothing in favor of the wolves and they have the football kenny stays in the ball game abramson dinged his ankle on the last drive so he's going to stay on the sidelines right now Orchid split out wide to the right Quarterback follow behind Kenny, and he gets wrapped up, and Stoddard's there again. He's got a little help. Also in on the tackle is going to be Ashton Hawkins and a carry to the original line of scrimmage for John Kenny. So five carries, 29 yards, but the big one was an 18-yarder the first time he touched the football. And that will be the final play of the third quarter. Lewis will let the clock run out. Fort Kearney Conference district football action here tonight in D2. Loomis trying to get to 5-1, and one, and they're on their way. They lead Axtell 20 to nothing here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
9: Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up, and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County.
10: Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today.
1: And welcome back to the Carney Tillion Repair broadcast booth. Doug, Duda with you for Friday Night Football. As always, a big thank you to our many fine sponsors and Ravenna Sanitation, New West, along with Barney Insurance, Carney Tillion Repair, and Impact Ag Partners. As we start the fourth quarter, it is second down and 10, Loomis at the Axtell 36-yard line leading at 20 to nothing. Twins to the right side for the first time tonight, they'll send Orchid in motion, run option that way, pitch it to Kenny. Kenny is hit by Johnson as he 5 and he'll be tackled forward to about the 32-yard line. A gain of 3.5. We'll call it third down and 7. Again, it's been mostly all on the ground tonight. Lewis has 22 yards passing. Axtell has 37 yards passing in the game. Abramson has not rushed the ball in the second half. John Kenny in that uh, second half so far has six carries for 32 yards. Aiden Lovett has carried it 16 times for 112 yards and has all three touchdowns, including a 60-yarder on the first play of the second quarter. Third and seven. Lobby out to the right. Orchid comes out of the backfield. He wants to throw. Pop pass over the middle, wide open, and complete at the fifteen to the ten to the five. Touchdown, Clay Meyer. First time they went to the tight end, and it's a thirty-two yard completion to put the Wolves up twenty-six to nothing with eleven oh three to go. And again, they find a way to convert on a long yardage situation. They haven't had many of them, but they convert on third and seven. And just as we're talking about not much going on in the passing game, there's the biggest pass play of the game for Loomis, a 32-yarder from Lovett to Clay Meyer. And that probably score-wise should do it. Not that Axtell can't get a couple on the board, but now it's a four-score game. Lineup to go for two. This is the one thing Loomis has not done well tonight. They're 0 for 3. Lovett is under center. Split the they will roll out to the right, Lovett trying to fake it, and he is able to get into the end zone. Johnson about had it in a corner, but he was able to shake the tackle, and Lovett will run it in for 2 our five-points bank touchdown, a 32-yard touchdown pass from Aiden Lovett to his tight end, Clay Meyer. And with 11.03 to go in the game, it is Lewis 28, act still nothing on Power 99.
2: FOMO, noun. Anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere. Well, you can forget FOMO now with PlattriverPreps.com. Thanks in part to sponsors like Flooring Chiropractic, Platte River Preps is where the exciting and interesting happen. Schedules for your favorite high school teams, coaches, interviews, game broadcasts, and podcasts, even a photo or two. Follow the best in central Nebraska at PlattriverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your music.
1: Clay Meyer with the adrenaline from scoring the touchdown kicks it off again and sails it eight yards deep into the end zone and Axtell will start at their own 15-yard line. So Axtell's got to show a little moxie here, continue to play hard over the last 11 minutes and hope that they can go get two more wins, which are definitely winnable games here the last two weeks. One of the stranger games to watch, I'll have to admit, because... If you didn't look at the scoreboard, it looks like an even game because Axel has moved the ball, and I know I've said that a ton of times, but they haven't converted, and Loomis has in the key situations on third and fourth. So first and ten at the 15. Rungi rolls to his right, has some pressure from Blinckow, underthrows this one, and coming back to try to make the catch is Skaggs, and it bounced off his chest. It took him so much work to get between Aiden Lovett and Gunnar Hadley that he didn't quite get back there in time. Three defenders for Loomis against Aaron Skaggs. And Loomis has done a good job of putting pressure on Runge. He's never really, in the few times that he has tried to throw the ball, hasn't really been able to get his feet set in there. And Christian Blinkow is going to check out here. So is Josh Carter defensively, maybe anticipating that they're going to go strictly passing. Rungi rolls right. It's a quarterback keeper all the way, and he gets nothing. To the 15-yard line, and he is tackled by Orkut and Lobby. And just not a lot of offense here so far in this second half for Axtell. Had played well against Med Valley two weeks ago. Got their first win last week. And not able to put any points on the board so far here tonight. Ten and a half to go. Don't forget when our game's over. It's the new US Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. And then later on, Cannon Rath and the crew back at the Power 99 studios with the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show. Scores from around the area. The state wrap-ups from our radio games. On third and ten, Rungi, five-step drop, has time. In the pocket. In the middle, there's some contact. They're looking for a flag, and they will not get it. Intended for Hunter Riley, covered by Orkut closely with Lovett in the area. And that'll bring up fourth down, so a couple of passes, and Rungi... A run nowhere to go, and we will see Axtell most likely putting it for the first time in the football game. Runge is the punter. They don't want to, but you can't really give Loomis the ball at the 15. You're three cracks and couldn't move it. No rush from Loomis, and the boot goes out the side of the foot of Runge. He tried to punt a 70-yarder, and it goes out the side of his foot, and it will be Loomis ball in Axtell territory. And they're going to mark it at about the 32-yard line. So it's a 17-yard punt. And Loomis didn't need any breaks, but they got one right there. First and ten here for the Wolves. Ten minutes to go. 28-0. Loomis on top. And as we said, Loomis next week basically playing for the district championship as they will go to Curtis to take on Medicine Valley. Undefeated going into the week. So love under center. Kenny still in there. Abramson on the bench. Counterplay. Kenny can't cut it inside, so he pops outside, and he gets to the 30, and then he's thrown out of bounds by Calvin Johnson. Boy, Johnson's got some speed, and he has got no quit in him. He has done a great job defensively tonight. They haven't taken many shots at him offensively, even though he's their leading receiver. And a four-yard gain that time brings up second down and six. For Kenny. So, unfortunately, kind of quiet on a beautiful night here on the sidelines. Good crowd on the other side from Loomis has come over tonight. Eye formation, and they are going to put Orkin as the eye back. Kenny as the fullback, and they'll give it to Orkin off the right side, looking for some room, just kind of runs into a pile, and he can't get around him. (laughs) One of the Axtell players, who was French, kind of slipped in front of him he couldn't step over him, he couldn't step around him, and he just lost all of his momentum. And Orkut picks up a couple to the 26 yard line. It'll be third down and four. Checking a couple of scores for you on the national scene in the NBA playoffs. The Lakers are up 35 25, 10 and a half to go in the second quarter, game two of the finals. Third and four out of the eye. Kenny, the fullback, they'll hand it to him, and he is able to drag a couple of players for the first down inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. That's a gain of eight more. So move the sticks. In baseball, the Padres have scored, and they lead St. Louis one to nothing in the seventh, and we've got a timeout called here by Axtell. Skaggs is walking a little gingerly off the field here. So that'll be their first time out of the half, brought to you by ENT, Physicians of Carney. 9.06 to go in the game. Loomis, 28. Out of the timeout, it'll be first and 10 for the Wolves at the Axel 18-yard line. They're going to be conservative now, go fullback dive to John Kenny. He'll pick up about a yard and a half. We'll call it second down and eight. Kenny, with 46 yards here in the second half as we take a look at our scoreboard, some updates. Carney now leading Columbus 34-13 to in the third quarter, and Carney Catholic has scored 17 in a row to take a 31-14 lead. Over Broken Bow, Hastings running away from York, 38-13 in the third. Aurora leads McCook in the fourth, 21-7. Kennesaw hanging in there, but number one BDS leads the uh, Blue Devils, 34-23. Counterplay to Orchid off the right side. They stand him up, and finishing him off is going to be Hawkins, as French had him around the ankles, and Hawkins is able to drag him down. It's going to be a loss of one on the play for Orchid, and that will bring up third down and nine. Still looking for scores on St. Cecilia Donovan Trumbull and David City Centura. If you have a score, 308 646 0506. Love to hear from you. 308 646 0506. Could also use an update on Pleasanton and South Loop. Third and nine at the 17 yard line of Axtell. It's already with eight minutes to go. Looking at the back judge using all the time they can as he gets to that five second count. Lovett wants to throw. Rolls to his right under pressure, dumps it off. Orkut, nobody on him. 15-10-5, touchdown. They brought all the pressure at him, and so he was able to stay alive a half second longer and finds Orkut for the 18-yard touchdown pass, and now all of a sudden if they convert this two-point conversion, you get a running clock, something that we would have never expected at the beginning of this football game. It was 6-0 after the first quarter. And again, third down. And again, a conversion here for Loomis. Our five points bank touchdown. Five points bank the better bank in Carney. Thirty-four to nothing. Seven and a half to go as they line up for the two. Take a little while to break the huddle. They'll put Lovett under center. Aiden takes it, gives it off to Kenny. Kenny looking for some room around the right side. And he got in there. Two point conversion, and that makes it thirty-six to nothing in favor of the Loomis Wolves. So we'll have a running clock for the final seven and a half, and we'll be back with the kickoff right after this.
5: The Cheesy Burrito has been one of Amigos' faves for almost 40 years. That gooey cheddar cheese wrapped in a warm tortilla started out just for the kids and became so much more. Right now, in honor of our 40th anniversary, Amigos is offering three new cheesy burritos, three cheese for an all-new twist, black bean queso for veggie lovers, and chicken bacon ranch for everyone. Great cheesy burritos aren't just for kids. So make today a cheesy day at Amigos.
1: And Claymeyer ready to boot it away again. And once again, he boots it into the end zone. So Axtell will get it at their 15. Turning point in the football game late in the third quarter. Axtell finally able to stop Loomis on a fourth down play, but it was at the three. And they got called for a block in the back in the end zone two plays later. And that safety made it 20 to nothing in the final minute of the third quarter. The free kick gave it to Loomis. They were able to go... 39 yards, 32, but love it to Clay Meyer again on a third down play. And that six really seemed to kind of kill it for Axtell. And Loomis looking really good tonight. Quarterback drop, Brennan Runge. Slips one tackle, but he just can't get a lot of yardage. He's gang-tackled again. Clay Meyer, uh-oh, he is in a little bit of pain. I think he got stepped on the tackle made by Josh Carter after a gain of three for Rungi Runge. And that'll bring up second down and seven. Meyer bent over in pain, and they are going to come get him. Here's Pafford coming in. Meyer will run out. Looked like maybe they stepped on, I don't know if it was his hand or something, but that's exactly what happened. Counterplay here to Skaggs. They keep it on the ground. He'll cross the 20, the 25, and he's got a first down here for the Wildcats out to the 26-yard line. Just their second first down of the half. Nice run. Seven yards that time for Aaron Skaggs. Skaggs was 77. Runge was 63. On the other side, Lovett with 112. And Axtell will put sent back in there as the fullback. All the starters still in there. Hand it off to Skaggs. He'll come up the middle to the 30. Keep going to the 32 and thrown forward to about the 33-yard line by Orchid. Another gain of seven. And right now, Loomis... They'll live with that. They just want to make sure that they don't take a shot at him over the top. 6.15 remaining here on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Atlanta, Keene, and the World Wide Web at Platriverpreps.com. 36-0. Loomis with two quick touchdowns here in the fourth quarter to blow it wide open. Skaggs again off the right side going low to make the tackle at the 36-yard line. It is going to be a Lobby. A gain of three. And just enough for the first down, they say. First down and 10. Move the chains at the 36. And again, we have the running clock. August Wick in the ballgame for Loomis is going to check out this play. And we'll keep our eye on the scoreboard here as we come down the final few moments of this football game. Lexington has now scored again. They lead Garing 14-6 in the 4th. Out of the pistol, quarterback draw, Runge. They grab him by the jersey, and Lobby will help him back up. Runge slaps him on the head, says, nice play. Those guys will see each other on the basketball court. That's kind of how they look at this Loomis team. There's a basketball team playing football, but they're playing pretty good football. Runge gets two. The New West Post game show coming up five minutes from now. Second down and eight, Axtell at their own 37 sweep left side Skaggs nowhere to go coming in to make the hit is going to be Gunnar Hadley and also on the bottom of the pile as Skaggs is not getting up immediately might need a little help we're gonna send the trainer in to take a look at him does stand up but again just got tackled awkwardly and we'd said he kind of hobbled off the field a couple of times and he'll come out again here after not able to get anything on that play so the boys will take care of him. He's frustrated more than he's hurt right now. And they get the ball set for play. Third down. And a long eight, short nine. Ball at the 37-yard line of the Wildcats. Just trying to get one on the board now for morale as the center Ashton Hawkins will set him down. Senf is in there as the fullback. And the ball's fumbled on the direct snap, and Runge has to dive on it. Quint Bertrand came in as the backup back for Skaggs. And so a team loss there of about three yards. Only, again, one turnover in this football game. And that was after a great 20-yard run by Skaggs. It got poked away as he was headed to the end zone. And that's the only turnover we've had tonight. Axtell most likely obviously going to go for it here. Fourth and 11 at their own 35. Just under four minutes to go in the football game. Giltner leading Lawrence Nelson by a score of 36 to 20, although Lawrence Nelson, it looks like, might be getting ready to score here. Giltner up 36-20. Ward leading Grand Island Central Catholic 59 to nothing. Another shocking score. And Runge is just going to keep it here on 4th and 11, and he fumbles the football, and it's covered by Josh Carter. And now Runge slow to get up. He got 360 on the ground, and... That's the danger of having everybody in at this point in the football game, and you got to hope that this didn't hurt Runge. He is grabbing his knee, and out comes the trainer. So it was a fumble on fourth down, but it wouldn't have mattered. Carter recovered it at the same place they would have taken over, and that will be the Axtell 36-yard line. So we'll take a break with 3.22 remaining in the game, Loomis thirty-six. Act still Nothing on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance.
3: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes. In and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
5: Have you ever seen a rusty fish?
1: and we've got some backups in, but John Kenny still carrying the football, breaking tackles, 30-25-20, finally drugged down from behind by Taryn Levicki at the 18-yard line. He ran east and west as much as he ran north and south, but he's going to end up picking 18 yards up there, and John Kenny has had a really good second half here. Uh, he was not in there in the first half offensively. Also, we got Kellen Brown in the ball game. They have brought Hadley in as an end. Grayson Trumbull is on the line. They have kept Pafford as the center. The new quarterback is Aiden Perry. And again, pitch play off the left side to about the 16-yard line is going to be Braden Schmals. So number two, Braden Schmals picks up a couple. And it will be second down and eight yards to go. Running clock, 2.20 to go. One of those where you just kind of let your second-teamers do what they do. Coach Reese doesn't need him to score, but just wants him to run the plays effectively here. Also in the ball game is Damian Jensen as the right end. Loomis has put a few of their backups in defensively. Pitch play right side is going to be Cale Nelson. Nelson gets to the 15 for a gain of one. Johnson in there on the tackle. Always nice when you're on the positive side of this one to get your kids in there. Running in Clay Bohr, a freshman with the play. So Loomis will get to five and one. And Axtell, I know they thought they had a chance tonight, and it just didn't go their way. One and five. Pitch play left side, looking for some running room, but nowhere to go. And a gang tackle at the 15-yard line, trying to strip the ball there away from Nelson. And on the tackle again was Bertrand and company. No gain on the play for Jensen. And that'll bring up fourth down. One more offensive snap here if they don't get it. Gabe Kimball comes in. Check it out. will be Ashton Wolzman. One more snap here as the eye back is Braden Schmals. Pitch it to him, short side of the field. He's got a little seam. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He's got it first down, first and goal. And that might be the last play they run. These kids are trying to hustle up so they can get another play. A gain of 12 that time for Smalls. Another first down here for Loomis. 38 seconds to go in the game. They will have to run one more play. And now it's a matter of do you take a knee or do you just give it to your young kids? Also in there is Kellen Brown. Under center is Aiden Perry. Perry going to take a knee. Dennis Reese might be the last game we get to call for him. Rumors are out there that this might be his final year, and he's got a big team, and he's got a lot of seniors, and now clinching themselves a spot in the playoffs. They go for a district championship next week. Very impressive, methodical performance tonight from the Loomis Wolves as they were up 18-0 at the half, and they double that up in the second half for a 36-0 victory here tonight on the road against the Axdale Wildcats. We will take a break and be back with the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show right after this on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Prairie Valley, when we say local, we mean local. To us, local is not
7: picking hybrids and varieties that are supposed to work in a 16-state zone. Local is carefully genetics that work specifically for an eight-county or smaller microzone. Prairie Valley Promise is to create local seed package that is locally tested and then grown under the same conditions that you work with on your farm. So our local agronomists not only know the seeds, but the entire solutions to make your seed perform the best they can. So choose local with Prairie Valley Seeds.
1: you
12: Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Carney, or online at Buzz's Marine Com.
13: mother nature always has a way of delivering a few surprises that's why your nutrient egg solutions retailer is always standing by formerly serving you as crop production services we're the same for years but now more capable than ever no matter what comes your way delivering access to the resources of the world's largest egg with local growing guidance and expertise we're more than an unwavering partner we're the first choice in the field to help you get the most out of yours
1: If we still have some time in a Carney Columbus game, we'll be joining that after our coverage here. But Carney now are pulling away, 41 to 13. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. 36 to nothing, the final score today for Loomis and Axtell, who played well in the first half. Didn't get as many snaps, didn't move the ball near as well in the second half. And uh, just some long drives that were always, it seemed like, culminated uh, by Loomis. Loomis punted it twice tonight, and Axtell punted it, we said it a million times, the difference was the fourth down conversions. Axtell got themselves into third and fives, and then it was fourth and five and fourth and six a bunch of times. And for uh, Loomis, they were able to uh, convert. Almost every single time, uh, they had two fourth-and goals. One from the one on their first score, and one from the uh, four on their, sk- goal, on their second uh, touchdown uh, from inside the five. In between, Lovett had the 60-yard run. Big night for and asked much of him in the second half, but he did have two touchdown passes. So he accounted for all five scores. He had three touchdown runs and two touchdown passes. Want to update you on some scores right now. Uh, for Carney, 41-13 over Columbus in the fourth. In the fourth, Aurora 21, McCook 7, Lexington 14, Gearing 6, Hastings 38, York 13. The last score we had, Granville Northwest was leading Seward in the third, 17-10. Carney Catholic leading Broken Bow 31-14 in the third. Adams Central has uh, taken a 21-8 lead over Central City in the fourth. They were down 8-7 at halftime. Gothenburg beats Mitchell 28-6. Minden. 39-0 over Holdridge in the fourth quarter. St. Paul over Wood River Shelton in the third, 44 to 12. It is St. Cecilia 21. Donovan Trumbull 14 in the fourth. Old leading Grand Island Central Catholic 59 to nothing. And uh, that game may be final right now, 59 to nothing. Amherst beats Exer Friend 56-18. And Selma Myrna start of the fourth, leading Ravenna 30-24. Burwell leading Arcadia Loop City in a dandy in the fourth quarter, 28-22. Elm Creek beats Sutherland, 50-12. BDS now leads Kennesaw, 42-23 in the third. Giltner over Lawrence Nelson, 36-20 in the third. Overton, uh, let's update that. It's 36-26, Giltner now as they go to the fourth. Overton beat Maywood Hayes Center this afternoon, 29-8. In 6-man, we don't have any updates from around the area. Could use the Harvard Silver Lake, Hampton, Heartland Lutheran, and Red Cloud Wilcox Hildreth scores. Also looking for an update on Pleasanton South Loop, Centura David City, and Bertrand Southern Valley. You can call or text 308-646-0506. 36-0, Loomis over All The final numbers are next.
5: Trusted people who you can call when bad stuff happens. In this moment, get an agent who will protect you in that moment. Barney Insurance, now at the corner of Avenue N and 56th Street in Kearney. Also Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. BarneyInsurance.net.
1: And back on the New Post Postgame Show, let's take a look now at the final stats of our football game, starting with the Axtell Wildcats. And we will look at Aaron Skaggs, the IBAC back. Had 17 carries tonight for 87 yards. Fullback Caleb Senth, 3 carries, 6 yards. Brennan Runge, the quarterback, 18 carries, 65 yards. And they had a team fumble that they didn't lose for negative 3. So that's 39 rushing attempts, 155 yards on the ground. And 113 of that came in the first half. So 42 total yards is what I had for Axtell in the second half because they were 0 of two, 3 passing in the second half, Rungi for the game ends up 2 of 7 for 37 yards, 192 total yards, resulting in nine first downs, 1 punt for 50 yards. And Axtell will be hosting Maywood Hayes Center next week. Maywood Hayes Center will be looking for their first win after losing to Overton today. For Loomis, have to hope Joel Abramson isn't hurt. Uh, he did not play in the second half. John Kenny did, so Abramson 7 carries, 32 yards in the first half. Kenny, 10 carries, 64 yards in the second half. Carson Orcutt, 11 carries for 30 yards in the football game. He had a touchdown run wiped out by a holding call. That would have been a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, then in the fourth quarter, that last drive, Braden Schmals 2 carries, 14 yards. Kale Jensen, 2 carries for 1 yard. Quarterback Aiden Lovett, 16 carries, 112 yards, 3 touchdowns. 48 rushing attempts, 253 yards in the ball game for Loomis. Through the air, Lovett in the first half, 1 of 1 for 7 yards. Then he completed his last 4 in the second half. He was 4 of 7 for 65 yards. So 4 of 8, 72 yards, no interceptions, 2 touchdown passes, 1 to Clay Meyer and 1 to Carson Orcut. 325 yards of offense, 16 first downs. No turnovers, two punts for an average of 31 yards, and three penalties in the football game for 25 yards. Started like this with both teams uh, chewing up some clock early on, and I guess the omen was there from the first drive of the night as Axtell uh, took the football at their own 20, marched it down to the 31-yard line of Loomis, but got stopped a yard short on fourth and three, and then Loomis just grinded one out. 12 play, 49 yard drive capped with Aiden Lovett's quarterback sneak on fourth and goal. The two point conversion was no good. 3.23 to go in the first quarter. It was six to nothing. In the second quarter, Lovett broke free on the first play of the second quarter from 60 yards out, and that made it 12 to nothing as the two point conversion was no good. Once again, Axtell was stopped on fourth at the Loomis 39 yard line. A four-yard run on fourth and goal by Lovett. His third of the first half made it 18 to nothing. That's where we were at halftime. Then both teams uh, made good stops to start the third quarter of play. We didn't have any scoring until the safety. With 46 seconds to go in the third quarter, Axtell was finally able to stop Loomis for the first time on fourth down. But it was at the Axtell three. Two plays later, they were called for a penalty in the end zone, which is an automatic safety that made it 20 to nothing. Then the free kick was returned to the 39-yard line, and on third down and seven, Lovett hit his tight end Clay Meyer down the middle for a 32-yard touchdown. Lovett made the only two-point conversion run to that point to make it 28 to nothing. and then on the next play or the next series, an 18-yard touchdown from Lovett to Orcutt. The two-point conversion was good with 7.33 to go. That got us to the running clock at 36 to nothing, and that was the end of the scoring in this football game. We'll come back and finish it up after this on Power 99.
7: at your friendly and ford they know life can be busy so they have your best interest in mind by providing a quick easy car buying experience when looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle Freezen ford makes it easy for you by offering financing options pending credit approval a great selection of vehicles as well as a friendly sales team that works with you to find a vehicle that will fit your needs and your budget see the selection today just off i-80 and aurora or online at freezing for sales service parts trust your friendly Freezen ford team
1: You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Carney Catholic has taken a 38-14 win over Broken Bow, scoring the final uh, 24 points. In, in fact, it's still in the fourth quarter, but the stars are up. Carney currently leading Columbus 41-20. to We are going to join that game next, and then when we are done with that, Uh, We will have the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show here on Power 99. For our producer-engineer, Nick Grimes, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us again. The final score, Loomis 36, Axtell nothing. Have a great weekend, everyone.
14: The preceding has been a Platte River Radio Classic Hits Power 99 sports production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts,
11: visit platteriverpreps.com.